episode of Xenochat. I am the host Tyler, along with co-host Justin. What's up, everyone? All right, and this is a uh, momentous occasion, and indeed, yes, it is to celebrate Xenosaga's twentieth anniversary. So, before we get into that, let me introduce our round of guests. Uh, first up, we have Aaron. Oh, hi. <laughs> All right. Hello. And we got Kat. Oh, hey. Mary. Hello. Uh, oh, my. Uh, Nick. If you've seen the pilot of the Omega Res Nova, you know what to do. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and Brielle. Hello. I'm sorry. I'm going to probably edit this out, but I uh, had a brain fart on your name, Queenie slash Brielle. <laughs> You're so I, I apologize. I mean, I can it's put fine. this. In. It's it's that been a hot stay minute. Stay right in. I'll, okay. It's been All a right. Hot minute. You're you good. know, Tyler, as a feel to bring on a bunch of people today that just now feel very, very, very old, <laughs> considering the fact that Xenosaga is now a twenty-year-old franchise. Um, I mean, I'm drinking for the occasion, so that's that's my answer for that. Oh, um, I am too. I would say I'd pour one out for Xenosaga, except that I pretty much already finished up my drink. So, yeah, I'm a little too late on that one. But uh, yes, crazy <laughs> to think that um, Xenosaga is 20 years old. It's crazy to think the PS2 is 20 years old, over 20 years old. Uh, Kat, do you have something to say? Yes, I do. Uh, I'm going to be 40 on Monday, so I feel very old right now. <gasps> oh, well, there you go. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> yes, happy birthday, Kat. You'll be 40. I'll be turning 30 wow. towards the end of the year. Yeah, there you go. I just dox my age. If that's the thing. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> I'm, uh, I am officially Andrew Cherenkov years old. Oh, oh wow. Well, congrats. Last year. Yeah, I'm, I turned 36 last November. <laughs> and also pouring one out for you. <laughs> I'm in my thirties too. I'm in my thirties too, and, and it feels. I, I do feel old. I'm like, oh man, like sometimes, like you know, whenever you see these websites being like, oh yeah, this game just turned X amount old, and I'm just yeah. like, oh man, like I was, yeah. like, like especially with, with PS One games, like it feels like it was just yesterday, and then I was mm-hmm. just like, I'm mean, just like, oh man, it's been like thirty years. Oh, yeah, Indeed. like didn't FF Seven yeah. just celebrate its twenty fifth anniversary? Yes, oh, it God. did. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it did. And I'm playing yeah. it for the first time. <laughs> oh, it's and, never too late. And Xenogears just celebrated its twenty fourth mm-hmm. anniversary, I think. Yeah, next year should be the. 25th. 25th. Ooh. Yep. Big two five. So I guess uh, we'll be doing something there if um you know we we're still doing the podcast by then. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Another we'll, year of. We we will still be doing the podcast. We got a whole new Zeno game to look forward to later oh. this year. We we got content. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got content. Yeah. Like and like oh, to yeah. take also we still haven't even like scratched the surface or of the entire list of ideas we have yeah. and we're gonna mm. have in the whole whole other game on top of that to talk about so i think we're good for a while indeed <laughs> yeah. we are Got it, man. Yeah. yeah so yeah uh xenosaga episode one released in on february 28th 2002 in japan and took nearly a year to get to north america when it released on mm-hmm. february 25th in 2003 uh, this so that we're celebrating the 20th anniversary for the uh, Z- uh the uh, Japanese release and yeah but it's going to be turning 19 for the North American release which wow 
I mean, I understand it. The the scope of that game would take a year to translate. So that's bonkers. Yeah. So question for the group. Did anybody here actually buy Zemosaga day one? Like have a pre-order down that walk in the... um, your Babbage's. There you go. That, there's a throwback. <laughs> oh Walking your local Babbage's or your Electronics EB. Boutique. Yeah, Electronics <laughs> Boutique. Planet <laughs> X. Was it still Fungoland back then? Fungoland was, in fact, back? there back then. Oh, my God. I don't my think childhood. we even had Babbage's where I live. No, it was EB. It was EB by then? I remember because I did buy the game day one. Oh, oh you wow. bought Zenosaga day one? The first one? I think I have a friend that did, no, no other than you oh, guys. So my husband I was a, a second-hand uh, borrower of the first um, one. I actually I was pretty poor back then, but like my birthday was the month after, mm-hmm. and for my birthday, like my parents brought me to a Walmart, and we're like, "Oh, you can pick a game, whatever." And actually, they let me pick two, and like that was one of the two that I picked back Aww. then for the first game. Aww. Although uh, the second and third, sadly, like because I was born a teenager, <laughs> I only got them later when I actually had a job. Uh, what's funny with two is I stumbled upon them like around the Wii, like whenever the the, the Wii was kind of newish. Uh, sometime after I got it, like with a bunch of games, like, I went to NB Games to get a bunch of GameCube games too. And I actually found Zenosaga 2 with the DVD <laughs> together. Oh, lucky. Nice. I actually yeah. ordered that My one. My pre-order got messed up and I never got the DVD. And uh, <gasps> as for Zenosaga 3, I got it like a couple, I think a couple years later, whenever um, a friend of a friend was selling their library and like a lot of their games, but they were trying to find people who actually wanted some games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when my friend told me about it, she was like, I think you were looking for Zillow Saga Tree, right? I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, he's selling it for like 20 bucks. It's like new. I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm taking it right now. <laughs> but yeah, I do wish that I was not a teenager that was poor to be, to have been able to support it better back then. But like, mm. I was still young and like, I yeah. only managed to buy the other two later. <laughs> I think that my first encounter with anything like Zeno at all was actually, I was on some class trip and I think I was either around like sixth grade or something like that. I, I was somewhere around there, but we were on some class trip and as part of the trip, we just got to go, we were like, we had some extra time and we got to go buy a mall or something. And I remember oh, wow. going by the electronics boutique and seeing like this big cardboard stand up, I believe for the first Zeno saga. At the oh, time. yeah, yeah. Nice. I, would, I think it would have had to have been if it were like around that time. But I, I might be wrong, but that was my first exposure to it. And I was just like seeing it and I was like, this has this stand up. This is a series I've never heard of, but it looks cool but yeah i never i never had a i didn't have a playstation 2 so you know yeah the, the typical kind of it looks it. cool that's kind of how why i picked Zeno saga one in the first place because it was like oh it looks kind of anime with like robots and sci-fi shit i, I don't gonna like that it was definitely <laughs> speaking to me it like stood out in my memory but yeah. like yeah that was yeah. all i got back then yeah i was um, um yeah i got it the first day um well i went to toys r us and the the day that it came out, I was like looking for it, and I, yeah, I didn't see it on the the shelves, but I I thought I wouldn't get it, and then my mom like asked one of the clerks, and they Aww. they went in the back and got it, so that was yeah. that was nice. 
Um, nice. But I was first interested because uh, I think I looked at, read the review in official PlayStation magazine, rest in peace. And that, that really F. interested me. Yeah. Well, like Jen, actually, F. did you, were you familiar with it in any, did you have any idea when you were looking for it that it was related at all in any way to like Zeno years? Nope. I learned that later. So yeah, Zeno Saga was my mm. first foray into Zeno. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking that was what it was, but I, I could yeah. not remember. So I remember that back in the day, Saga got a lot of hype. Like a lot of like publications were talking about Saga like crazy. And mm-hmm. just to back that up, I went on that weird um I went on that weird journey to collect different magazines that covered Zeno Saga. And yeah, it was covered a lot in magazines, especially like Game Informer. Yeah, I remember that. Game Informer um, was pushing that game yeah. real hard back they in the were. day. That's for how I time. heard about it. In Game Informer. Yep. I did too, I think. Yeah, I think, I think for before a time I even like... met you, I well, I think I had met you at that point, but I was like um I, I read Game Informer all the time, mm-hmm. even even when I didn't play video games much. Mm-hmm. I, I like my family was subscribed to it for, for years. So I was always reading it, and I think that's where I first heard about uh Xenosaga. And I'd heard about Xenogears, but I hadn't you know Xenogears, but I hadn't played it. I just knew that it existed and that Xenosaga was was tangentially related to it somehow. I uh-huh. swear that I had seen it some places like referenced to as at the time the Final Fantasy Killer or something. Like oh, it, yes. that was one yeah, of the magazines were like, big that on that. One yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> in one of the Game Informer articles, I think, I think I know what you're talking about. Like they actually that's how they build it in Game Informer. Yeah. That, it's like an the, FF ten killer. Yeah, it's it's like the console wars kind of stuff coming back. It's, yeah, yeah. So yeah that's like, always like, um, oh, it's this game's big hit killer. Yeah, I, I felt like that was very common at the time. Like, I I think Grandia at one point was even described as an FF seven killer at one point. Yeah, it's like I remember for a while, like Game Informer and magazines like that would always be like like announcing some game as like this company's answer to this other yeah. game, <laughs> like like. Are they having a dialogue that we don't know about? Like what? <laughs> I, just, I just thought that was a, an interesting framing. Uh, Brielle, do you have something to? Or how would how was your first experience with Sinnoh Saga? Um, my first experience was uh, kind of similar, except weird in the fact that my friend bought it day one, um, and I watched her play it, and I ended up getting it within the first week. <laughs> And then the other two I got day one when they came out, pre-ordered, um, and picked up with like the extra DVD. Don't have the DVD anymore, sadly. Lost that in a move, uh, but oh. I still have my art book with uh, Xenosaga three with Xenosaga three. Yeah, I have oh, that nice. too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I that upsets me because I pre-ordered Xenosaga episode three, and then I I got there and they said they ran out of the art book, and I'm like, oh no, really? No. Xenosaga episode three oh. didn't sell that well. What are you talking about, GameStop? <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> wow, it's almost like pre-orders are supposed to tell how many people are interested and allocate for that. Sorry, yeah, I'm not. Bi- right? I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll go. But a lot of that artwork is available elsewhere. Yeah, yep, it is. Digitally at maybe Tyler, I'll go in the yep. in the past and I'll go like smack GameStop for fucking that up. Okay. Thank you. Because yeah. the the clerk also messed with me and was like, "Oh, did you, you should get this this newest Disgaea game instead." I was like, "No, 
no, no, no I came no. here for Xenosaga. That's so yeah. weird. Exactly. But I was more like, awkward then, so I didn't really. Game, but I, I, JRPGs I, at home. I think he wanted to joke around, but I was too awkward and needing uh, that game to to joke back to him. I, no, it's yeah. cool. I'm used to capitalism failing me. That's <laughs> <laughs> a mood. Oh my gosh. Oh, do you guys um, remember the commercial to Sinosopso 1? I vaguely remember seeing it. It might have been after, like years afterwards, someone posted it on a forum. Is it the one with like the live action? Like the, the yes. And... Yeah. I remember that. I, I vaguely remember oh seeing that on a forum. I remember <laughs> seeing way. that. And like the dot hack uh, mm-hmm. infection commercial, like back to back. I didn't see those until you guys showed me when I went into the server. But it's also that, um, like, I wasn't really, I didn't really have good, super good internet at the time, and I was not super much into the internet until a bit later. So, like, uh, whenever I would find a game, it would be yeah. more true, like people telling me or a magazine or like. Just me walking in the store, being like, "Oh, that looks cool. I yeah. want that." Yeah, I remember. I, gotta, what... oh, yeah. I was just gonna say, I gotta say, like after I find, I did see that commercial later, that live action one. It gave me some like major, like late nineties Dreamcast commercial vibes with like yeah. the major shit going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, what was the commercial? Because I it don't was remember like... it at all. It was like a college kid or something going to Dr. Masuda's office. Oh. And like he goes in there and I think the Zohar is or well not the Zohar, <laughs> but like the It's like a tiny Zohar. Yeah, he's got like a tiny Zohar and it's it and then it flashes some scenes from the game and is is pretty great. I'll probably put like the audio like right yeah. here or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I do remember that. I just yeah. forgot forgot that yeah I, I think i remember seeing it like during i don't know if it was tsunami or like late night on like adult swim or something like that i think it was adult swim i, I think, think that's that where i remember adult swim. As well too. Mm-hmm. say what you will about those like old commercials like that but they were like doing some really creative shit yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah and i think that well that's like the only like north american commercial for any of the xenosaga games is that right or as far as I, uh, I, know, I, I think, think there was cool. others on the internet, but like, oh, yeah. were not very yeah, spread like out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I remember, I don't remember seeing any of them on TV, but I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of TV. So I, I actually don't remember TV. seeing any ads for Xenosaga at the time, but it's also possible that I just missed them. Mm. That was probably yeah. me. Yeah. I've forgotten more than I could ever remember at this point. <laughs> so. Yeah, like, that's for me, when I was really young, a lot of what I knew about games actually came from whatever I heard my brother talk about. Because he okay. had he had a few friends that were super into RPGs, and so like that's how I found about Xenogears. Because my brother would talk about it, be like, "Oh man, there's this game called Xenogears, and it's like it's got robots and martial arts." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, that sounds kind of cool." And then we could never find a game until I think about 2005, 2006, where we finally wow. found a copy. Wow. And I had heard a rumor that like Saga was related to it. And it was one of those things where like I would see Saga in uh in like on IGN and then in like some magazines like Shonen Jump. I remember I had some ads for Xenosaga episode two. And I'd see those and I think, man, I gotta play this game one day, and then I just never did. And then eventually <laughs> I think GameStop 
had like a buy two get one and saga one was like i think like six bucks or something oh, like that no. so i ended up being like the free game for me and then mm-hmm. i got it and i and i got you know i got back and i tried to play it and the disc would freeze after the first <gasps> battle oh yeah no. i remember that. I, i've told this story before i still have that disc too and uh yeah and i i was really upset I was like oh this, this game looked really cool and i can't play it and then eventually i got another copy because again they were like really cheap at gamestop at the time so mm-hmm. i got that and then i got uh xenosaga 2 and xenosaga 3 which was uncommon at the time but still wasn't quite expensive either yeah like i think i only paid about 20 bucks for for mine oh nice so nice. uh it was it was yeah i got i got really lucky with that <laughs> It's kind of Very crazy nice. nowadays, like how expensive yeah. Saga Tree in particular is. Mm-hmm. Yes, I actually saw it at my favorite used game store down the shore for uh, five hundred dollars. Okay, that's even. Used. I'm sorry, but that's like they're they're. But it, it, it's yeah. it's used, but it, it's in really good condition. It had the manual still. Yes, had yeah. The, the, the box but still. There's like, like a listing on the internet that are lower than that. They're trying to. Rip oh yeah, people it's. Off. It's a collector's shop, so they go basically, they try and get their profit back for the price that they pay to get it off of the internet mm. to get it into the uh. store, so. It, it's really crazy. Like, I, I was in uh, Maryland last year for a friend's wedding, and um, I decided to go to a game store down there, and they had Xenosaga Episode 3, and of course, it was, like, behind, like, a glass case and all <laughs> that, and... I asked him for for it. I was like, "Oh, how much is this?" And he's like, "All right, let me let me go take a look." He takes the game. He goes over to a computer, and he's spending like a good amount of time there. And I'm just thinking to myself, "I'm like, oh boy, I'm embraced mm. by some of this. <laughs> like yeah. this, this is gonna be good." And then he comes back because it's it was in like really good condition too. And then he comes back. He's just like, "Yeah, this is like three hundred bucks." <laughs> So Which you basically cool. looked at the listing before telling your price. Yeah, he's like, yeah, this, this is going to cost like 300 bucks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Which game store was it, Justin? Oh, man, I forget the name of it. Oh, it was, um... Yeah, I, I gotta look up what, what game store it was, but... Yeah, it was, a, it was a really good store, though. I did buy, like, other stuff from them. I remember I bought a few magazines. And I think I also got a strategy guide from there too. But like, yeah, where where in Maryland was it? I was near uh, Frederick. Oh, okay, all right. I don't know where that is then. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, there's there's a a couple of like high profile, uh, individually owned game stores around the malls where I live, and I remember mm-hmm. that you were in my state last year for that wedding, but I didn't know where it was. Yeah, so- I was around <laughs> Frederick for that. So. Mm. But yeah, it's it's wild. There's a game store uh, not too far from me called Digital Press. Shout out to Digital Press. And every now and then they'll get a Xenosaga 3. And usually it's in pretty good condition. Like, that's something I noticed about Xenosaga 3. I actually rarely ever see it loose. Like, people who have that game, they generally hold on to it and they take good care of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I noticed that too, actually. Every time I've seen it in any used game store and everything, it's always been in almost like near mint condition. Mm-hmm. It's always complete in box. And that's honestly refreshing to see because there's a lot of games that they'll get in. They'll be like, oh, this is like $600 just for this one yeah. disc. And it's like, um, where's the rest of the game? <laughs> so there's this half a disc. 
<laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> just that, a that, that was Persona 2 recently. Okay. 600 Oof. bucks. No Ooh. manual, though. Ooh. Yeah. That hurts. <laughs> wow, actually, that... Br- Holy crap. HK, you got a hell of a deal on the Persona games not too long ago. True. Wait, was that the PSP game? No, nope, that was the PS1. Okay. I was going to say, you got like a bunch of them from this one guy um, a few yeah, years Yeah, like uh, one of the last, or before last year for the pandemic when I went to Otakuton, uh I was there. Yeah. Um... I basically like found a post on Facebook with the convention about like uh, a guy that was selling some games, like for not that not too much money, depending on which. And like I did manage to get the Persona, uh, the two Persona games that were on PSP. I just did not manage to get the the Persona Three on it mm-hmm. though. But uh, I did get the Persona 3 uh, PS2 version for super cheap, along with it. So I got all of these three for very cheap. I don't remember how much, but it was really not that expensive. So it was yeah, it was like surprisingly low, and I I, I remember and, and all the games were complete and in very good condition That's too. Awesome, yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice. Because like we were going into like the place where the convention was, and you just like just the guy was just like, standing there outside of it or something. It was yeah. long enough ago that I was out, able to be out of the country, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you just get really lucky with that, because I remember I went to Kineticon, I think it was 2019, and there was a this one seller who had Persona 3 Portable, like, you know, it had the manual, the box, and the game, but and the, I think it was like 50 bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But yeah, the guy I actually bought the games from, he was also selling Persona 3 Portable, but like, it got young before I could reserve it. Oh no. <laughs> so I, I took the, the PS2 uh FES one. Mm-hmm. I was like, might as well grab this one just for collection's sake because I had just finished like Persona 5 and I was like, okay, I really like the Persona and I really want to play the other. So when I saw this I was like, I'm just gonna grab the offer just to secure them and I'll play them whenever I get to them. <laughs> Yeah. So I know this is about Xenosaga, but just want to shout out to Atlas. Uh, Persona Three Complete, please remaster and really re-release that. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's Atlas, a touchy topic. Atlas is going to listen to a Xenosaga podcast. I know. <laughs> In the off chance that they are, <laughs> can you imagine like people are like Atlas USA be like, "Yo, this Zeno, the Zeno chat podcast is lit, bro. You gotta listen to it." <laughs> Heard. If They're just like turn off the podcast. Just... Heard it. Well, <laughs> well, they they did publish Super Robot Tyson OG Saga Endless Frontier, and that has Cosmos cool. in it. Oh, New so, yeah. linked it back, linked it back, bring it back. Actually, like um, I, I just went on eBay right now. I was curious. So yeah. Zeno Saga Episode Two used to be like a really cheap game. You used to yeah. be able like to get this four game for like bucks. Yeah, 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 like four bucks. I've seen it for ten dollars at like book off in New York City. Uh, I think I, I got think... Zeno Saga Two first cheaper than I got one. I think honestly. in the last years that I was going around convention was around twenty twenty five. So right now, uh, I went on, I went on oh, eBay no. and w- there's a there's a listing that sold today, February nineteenth, for. Fifty-seven dollars. 
Another one sold on February 19th. $58 and $5.10 shipping. I'm pretty sure I gave seven bucks for it in 2019. going up. Wow. I paid $40 for it brand new when when the pre-order came out. Wow. I don't remember how much it was. I think it was 50 when it came out. I can't remember. Oh, I I had a $10 coupon. Oh, okay. (laughs) Episode 3 actually was $40 when it came out because I remember buying yeah, mm-hmm. it was, I can believe that it was like around that time where PS2 games were like we're all switching to forty dollars because I remember I yeah. think, yep. because yeah. the PS3 had just come was mm. right around the corner. Mm-hmm. So man, yeah. it'd be great if they did that even today, just lowering the the, the old console oh, game price, right? Yep. You know, for me, poor Canadian that has to pay the conversion. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and seventy dollars like now, like that's the only thing I like. I look not look forward to if these games ever get like put over in like a HD collection for like the PS5 or something. Seventy dollars for a game that is the minimum for a new PS5 game usually. Wow. It's like, yeah, we're back to the nineties with so that high? one. <laughs> like, yeah, we are back to the nineties. We're almost back to when uh, Fantasy Star Four was a hundred dollars for the Sega Genesis. You know what that means? That means that in Canadian dollar with the taxes, it's gonna be over a hundred dollar for one mm-hmm. game. I mean, mm. seventy bucks for all the Xenosaga games is a hell of a deal compared to what we have right now. I mean, it's you're, you're not wrong, but it's just yeah. like it sucks. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like even right now with the you know the regular sixty dollar games, like after taxes for me, it comes up to like around. Between ninety and ninety-five dollars for one game when it's new. Well, that's a conversion in the taxes, baby. <laughs> well, let's let's go back to Zenosaga and happier happier times, <laughs> happier cheap happier cheaper times. Um, let's. God, this sucks. What are we doing? Okay. <laughs> we didn't even cover a single thing of this list. We just went like, how did we start into our Xenosaga thing and okay. then went on a tangent? I mean, <laughs> no, in the first half hour. It'd be like yeah. that. Yeah. Shout out to my roommate about roughly 10 years ago for reintroducing me to Xenosaga. shout out to my best friend from college for forcing me to play it i do not think i would like it how about this we we spoke about how we got our copies let's talk about our first impressions actually playing it Hmm. yes (laughs) i like that idea (laughs) that's a good idea yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. why don't you start off tyler um well I mean, I had played a few RPGs before that. Um, not a lot, probably. Well, no, that's that's probably a lie. Um, cause <laughs> most I had mostly played like Final Fantasy games before that. Um, but like, I remember, I remember that Saturday, like playing it eight hours straight, and that was the most I'd ever played a game Damn. at the time. <laughs> yeah, so it was. I was just entranced and i i had bought the game kind of or well my mom bought the game but i'd got the game somewhat on of a whim because i was looking forward to tomb raider angel of darkness which turned out to be a crap game but um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i i I absolutely loved episode one of zeno saga 
was definitely something I didn't expect to fall in love with, and yeah, that's uh, that's that's how I felt. So, uh, right. I I guess I could go next, yes, but to to be honest, though, I was very young, so it's a bit hard to remember in mm. full. I I do know that uh, like I I did take right off the bat it looked really cool and like I was already into like Cosmos design and all that stuff I was like oh my god this is so cool this is all sci-fi with robots and stuff but like also like I feel like uh, I was having trouble though uh, understanding all the menus like mm. it was still kind of in my early English learning days where like sometimes like people in in the games would mention some things and I would be like uh come again <laughs> you know <laughs> so like in in some games like this where they don't really repeat stuff sometimes you get lost and uh yeah uh... and there was a lot of menus in Zenosaga 1 too like a lot of menus with some menus and more menus into the sub menus so uh, I was I, I think I did not fully understand the game and was sucking at it but like I somehow managed to get like fairly far but then i think i blocked because i did not understand what to do with it i think i the place i had stopped at the time was um uh in the the uh in the onion city <laughs> my brain cannot remember the name uh oh, foundation, oh, foundation? yeah kukai i'm just going on you yeah. I'm just calling him the onion. Because the I'm like, onion. I'll never be able to answer that. Out, Outback Space House. But, but yeah, like whenever, like <laughs> whenever you had like these uh, monsters that were absorbing all damage, unless you threw like a item that would like you know revive slash kill them. Like I, I was like, how, how was I supposed to like guess that back in the day? Like. I never guessed it, and like I think I blocked there for the longest time, and I only picked it back up like a couple of years later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did. I did still enjoy it. Like I was really into the plot. Just I was having trouble with the gameplay and like understanding how our all the menus worked. I I think that was my main issue with it. But uh, I did pick it back up like a couple of years later, and yeah, went a bit further. But I think I remember. Yeah, it's only in the recent years that I actually finished one. <laughs> because before, back then, like, I think, I, oh yeah, when I got the two with the disc, I was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with these monsters anymore. They 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 keep screwing me up. I just want to see the ending and go on two. So I just watched the DVD. <laughs> I liked it. Then I went straight into two after getting it. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Little nice. saga changes lives. But le- yeah, like recently I did do another game and I did get better. Like I, I did get through like the parts that was that I was blocking it and I was like, well, why did I block here? Like, I but I think it's just like right now I just over grinded because I was anticipating it, so that I was like too powerful. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like yeah, I think yeah that's what I did. I I basically did not finish one at the time and I went into two and then I was like mind blown by two like. The second game, I don't know what's up with it. Like everyone hates it, but like I played it so much. Like I, I think I, it's the one that I did like two playthrough of. But at the same time, I did not have three till much later when I met my other friend that had it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, 
<laughs> it's been a yeah, much Yeah, Xenosaga 2 is the math lady gift tilted on its side. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Nick, you are killing it with these analogies today. These analogies today. <laughs> I don't know how it made sense, honestly. <laughs> I, I feel it though. I'm feeling it. I'm really feeling it. <laughs> okay, who wants to go next? Uh, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I think around the time when I got into Xenosaga, uh, I was being sort of like egged on slash harassed by these people in Pennsylvania who were trying to get me to join their little cult. And my best friend at the time at home, uh, who was different from my high school best friend, this is my college best friend, uh, he was like, Kat, you loved Xenogears. You should play Xenosaga. And I was like, um, I'm not sure. What if I don't like it? Uh, and like I was going through some gender things, so it kind of was like, oh, do I have to play a girl? But I I gave it a chance, and I was like, uh, I, I went into it with a very like, I'm not gonna like this <laughs> attitude, and then uh-huh. uh, Cherenkov happened, and I was like, <laughs> Cherenkov <laughs> happened, <laughs> and I was like, I know oh exactly no, what you mean, man. This- this is this is exactly what these people are trying to do to me. I will not kill them. I will not accidentally kill 1.5 billion people. I will pass go and not stay with this cult. And I think Cherenkov had has been my house god for 20 years because he just Aww. sort of saved me from a much worse life. Uh, I think I got a little too attached, but like like from my first impressions like i went into it like sort of like a wise guy like a because like i'm italian and i i i thought i was so smart when i was 20 uh and i was not uh and it's just like the entire experience ended up humbling me greatly like uh and i was like the the more i played it the more like oh my god i'm actually absolutely in love with this uh and like I think by the time Xenosaga Two came out, um, there was no Cherenkov left in in the bottle, like not even a crumb. So oh. I kind of I failed out of Xenosaga Two school because I, it had moved my cheese, uh, and it was <laughs> difficult for me to play. I had just had a some sort of like uh, uh, stress break, so. I had just exited the hospital and I was trying to play this like very intensely emotional game that I was very uh, attached to, but I couldn't figure out how to play it because I was, my brain was in such a state where it was having trouble uh, with the incoming information that Mm -hmm. I just got too frustrated with it. Like even the whole, like there was a lot of Ormus stuff in Xenosaga too, but it was Mm -hmm. just, uh the the difficulty of the game beat me out and uh i had to like go over people's houses to watch the cutscenes uh. uh and it was weird because my high school best friend uh actually got into xenosaga despite us having a huge fight so uh i i had loaned her xenosaga 1 and then i went 
a little too nuts with the Xenosaga obsession. Uh, and uh, by the time Xenosaga 2 had come out, she 100%ed it, and she was showing me the stuff that she still had to go through at, uh, at 100%. And I was like, why did you do this to yourself? <laughs> thank you for going through all this and thank you for sharing with me, but wow, you went through all this. I mean, Jin like... Loincola, come on. <laughs> it's true. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it hyped me enough that I was like, okay, I have to come back for Xenosaga 3. I didn't, you know, I had sort of like given up on Xenosaga in general like I didn't realize there would be a part three coming out, uh-huh. and then we got part three, and it was like, what, what? <laughs> but uh, I, I was able to pre-order it in time uh, to get the art book, and I was like, oh my god, oh. like I just ate Xenosaga three all the way up, and I don't, I can't say it's my favorite because it doesn't have my fave in it, but it's just so good, and just like being able to be swept up in the the emotion of Xenosaga mm-hmm. 3 was just like ah oh. <laughs> yeah I didn't even mention Xenosaga 3 whenever I did my thing but uh, yeah Xenosaga 3 literally I was absorbed and I it literally broke me in a thousand pieces <laughs> but uh, yeah I was I was mind blown at the end of it I remember that feeling Right. Yeah. Who's next? If no one doesn't also, volunteer, also I'll just add that honestly, cat. Oh. On honestly, cat. I I think that most people go through that phase in their twenties where they think they know everything. So yeah. Oh no. yeah, I certainly oh, yeah. did. Yeah, same. I was kind of weird about that because I think. I knew enough people, I was around enough people who were doing all sorts of crazy stuff and getting into all sorts of trouble that I was kind of just like, okay, let me not make that mistake. (laughs) I was excessively cautious in my younger years, but I was still kind of an idiot. But yeah, I'm not going to say like I was perfect in like my early 20s now, but I definitely avoid, there's definitely a lot of mistakes I avoided. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah, when sure. you have the behavior modeled by somebody else, you can walk around it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. feel like yeah. being in college helps it any, honestly. I feel like no. it's just like the kind of thing, oh, I'm in college, I'm learning all these things, I know all this, yeah. I am so yeah. experienced, yeah. yeah. It's easy to get into a sophomoric mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, like there, there's there's a whole other podcast about the trouble that I got into in college. But I'll save that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Who goes next? Let's see. I, I don't think we heard from Nick yet. <laughs> nope. Go Nick. We did heard, not. You've heard enough from me. No. Um. I'll. So as the as the person here who has played this game like the latest out of the entire crew. Because I didn't play uh, the Xenosaga games until... I, I think I started them in around... I want to say like 2019-ish? twenty Maybe 2020? Yeah, it, it was 2019. I think you Because I right. remember you started back when I was actually still on the uh, still in the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. continued during the pandemic, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I streamed yeah, it all. Yeah, you streaming it. Yeah, yep. I streamed it all, and I actually took a few highlights, but I'm sure a lot of that's lost because I didn't even have, like, affiliate on Twitch or anything back then. 
but um, I I actually had to, even though I, I did buy the games, but but I did <laughs> I did emulate them, and there were some funny glitches <laughs> with the um with the widescreen and stuff. But I I really enjoyed the game. I I've always been pretty big into sci-fi stuff in general, but like I said about like seeing Xenosaga first being introduced to Xenosaga technically just by seeing like random advertisements for it whenever I was younger. But then like it coming back oddly enough into my life just via my room roommate one of my roommates that I was staying with whenever I was going to college around like twenty ten. And just, like, hyping it up. And I, at the time, I honestly wasn't all that into a lot of JRPGs. Because I loved Pokemon and stuff. And I loved, the, like, the uh, Mario RPGs um, growing up. But I basically, I was baby RPG player. The first RPG that I was interested in was probably Xenoblade Chronicles, like, the first one. And I was, mm-hmm. like... I was interested in it because I had a subscription to Nintendo Power. And... I read about it and just like the world looks so cool and such like such an interesting thing. Um, it was it was either like that one or Tales of Symphonia, which I ended up not getting back then because I, you know, I had to really pick and choose because I didn't have a lot of money. Um, but yeah, like Xenoblade Chronicles was one that like basically got me into that. But because of that, I think my roommate, like, who was really into Xenosaga like uh, double down even more because uh, and they sh- actually ended up showing me a lot of like uh scenes and stuff from the game and i i wasn't sure what to think of it and i had really i didn't really try it until much later of course but i i was i, w- I was actually pretty interested in what like the the themes and things like that were whenever it was shown to me and i, I was at first i was kind of like Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Am I actually gonna like this, or is it just gonna be the kind of thing that is like overblown, and I'm gonna blow it off and not like it? And I'm actually really glad that I went back and played it because it is like one of the. It's one of the only game series that I can say I can honestly say that people around me, people in my life, had been hyping it up to me for it about a decade. By the time I played it. And it kind of lived up to those expectations, actually. And that's not something that I ever expected to happen, especially like with, um, I I especially did not expect myself to become almost like a Xenosaga 2 apologist in some ways, because like, (laughs) it's just like, it's, then again, I loved Xenoblade, like, across so much that I guess that when I see something with like that much potential that is, even if it's squandered in some ways, I don't mind that much because yeah. I can enjoy what's there. Like despite mm-hmm. the shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very happy. I played it for multiple reasons. The, the story, the story kind of blew me away. And like, that was the thing that I feel like most people were talking about being like, yeah. a big deal but like even beyond that i was really surprised in the at the depth of the gameplay in all three of them i i think that i mean obviously i i really feel like three is definitely my favorite but um i i did miss some things from like one and two very much whenever i played three 
But at the same time, that game was so tight and changed quite a few things in just the right ways that made it, like, on a gameplay level, really work for me. And I've always been... I, I was always, like, a little apprehensive towards a lot of JRPGs in the past, I admit, because I was used to the most popular, Final Fantasy VII. And I just have come to find out as I get older that I'm just... It's not even that I'm not a fan of Final Fantasy, because I, I like some Final Fantasy stuff for sure. It's just that I was never a huge fan of like the ATB system. And because the Zeno series was always like turn-based back then, and like Miko when you're playing them, it felt more comfortable for me personally. Um and I like and yeah, like I I, I like action games and I've I really like with the Xenoblade stuff. There's not many games other than like a few MMOs, which I never delved heavily into, that were quite like it. And even then, they feel like their own thing. So, yeah, I'm still into those. But yeah, like the the turn based, as far as like turn based RPGs go, the Xenosaga series will probably still always be one of my favorites. And, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I never yeah. expected. I never expected it to live up to the hype seeing as I've been being told about it for so long, but I was, I was very impressed <laughs> yeah, I, with the entire series. I, as someone who like, uh, I, I'm basically, I basically brought you into Zeno chat too. I think around yes, the time we yeah. needed someone for Zeno play Dex and we were like, help. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, even as someone who knows you better, uh, well, know you like, uh, for a bit longer than the gang here. Like I, I remember yeah. you talking to me about your roommate like pestering you with Zeno Saga and you getting annoyed at it. But like I, I'm really glad that you picked it back up after like talking well, with me and the others and stuff and just went back into it and you know I will say that I got annoyed but not necessarily um it wasn't necessarily like the game it was just like I at first it was the kind of thing that I felt like I would like blow off, you know? Yeah. Um, and, but like after I saw, like even when my roommate showed it to me, I was like, "Oh wow, this is actually really cool looking." Yeah, it and is I cool. it it was like maybe I should actually give this a shot someday. But yeah, it, it took a few more years, but it, it happened eventually, and I'm really glad it did. And I hope I'm not going on too long about this. I'm just kind of you know, this is. I, I had a lot to say, I guess, about this part. No, 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 no. That's no, okay. That's no, okay. Like, yeah, you, you had like a very uh, unique experience with it, aka, like, you got to it later, and but you got and also introduced to it a bit earlier. So, and we and, understand about the the big story, and I think it's interesting. It's, it's also, like one of those yeah. weird things where I feel like most of my current uh, current like friends that I've like my friend group that I've come to hang out with the most now are people that I met because they were all like this big into this game. And I was like, I should really check out this game series. I'm also yeah, jealous. Most of my friends are Xeno adjacent now. Yeah. yeah. I'm jealous because growing up, I, I didn't have any Xeno friends except yeah. on the uh, online forums. So, yeah. so like cat yeah. and Aaron, but uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I only had one, and I just kept watching cats like deviant art a lot because oh, yeah. I really love their art. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, cats art is good. Cats yes, art, it is lives. good. 
Yeah, I didn't have a lot of Zeno friends either. In fact, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned before that, like, before Zeno chat, I really wasn't that deep into fandom or really participated in all that much outside of, like, lurking on a forum here or there. Honestly, Justin, like, that's absolutely the same. The I was never in, like, a huge fandom. Yeah. 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 Zenothog is the only fandom that I've stayed in for any amount of time and mm-hmm. pretty much the only fandom space that I can like tolerate because I'm Same. very old and cranky. But hanging out with you. Yeah. And you're pretty much the entirety of my social life is uh, just in this I, I know that back world. then I was not really um I was not really following anything because like I said, I was not really on the internet until sometime later. Although around the time I was a bit more on the internet I did join one of the Xil forum but then I went to a RP forum and I forgot about the Xil forum and then I found <laughs> you guys again through I found some of you guys again through um a Mira server yeah. and then that's how I kind of joined <laughs> it's really cool like from someone who feels like since I was never a, like in the fandom until like much later like here in like finding out all this deep lore about the old school Zeno fandom is like oh, it's yeah. like some ancient treasure tome or something. Oh, 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 Zeno legacy. Yeah. Zeno, Back yeah. in our day. Back in Zeno Tensei days. Oh I, uh, that wasn't that wasn't my first time. God Sib. <laughs> yeah, first God Sib, Zeno Legacy. And now God Sib is like back. Yep. Also, I guess I should mention that like um the uh, one of my friends that well i mean un- unfortunately i don't hear much from them anymore and such but anyway anyway yeah like one of my friends had that had started a role play forum had event- had originally started on a zeno forum so i mm-hmm. guess i should also mention that but um yeah i just that's kind of funny also <laughs> i know yeah. all about the uh the pipeline from godsib to gateway to roleplay yeah, yeah i remember being around for that kind of witnessing it tangentially that, yeah. that is actually how i met well like hk and cat actually and <laughs> honestly i didn't i didn't even really well, get to talk much to cat until much yeah, later yeah the but. crazy thing is that i was on godsib and then i was on gateway but like the thing is with my focus it does is is uh i cannot focus in with more than one form at a time mm-hmm. or one thing at That's a time sometimes so mm-hmm. like I-, I went too deep into gateway to roleplay so i kind of ghosted Godsim. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't forget any of you guys. All of you guys were so sweet back then. That's and fine. and then like at some point I did meet with some people of Gateway to Roleplay in, in person. The first time uh Nick wasn't around, but the second time I went, he was around and that's how I actually met him. <laughs> Though I had met him a bit on the forum before that too, but like that's how I met him like in person too. Uh and then like we just became super super good friends and Later on, with like the Mera thing, I found you guys. But I was just like, "Oh my god, this is the people from Godsim!" Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really nice. Uh, whenever Mira started, it was kind of a bit smaller, and like I could talk to you guys a bit more, like openly without having <laughs> too much people talking at the same time. So it was pretty cool. And then, like you guys did Zeno chat, and I joined the. I can't remember like the music episode like which one was it 
But oh, anyways, yeah. I, I I joined during the music episode, which was not like too far deep, like into it was the fairly early channel. on. Yeah, yeah, it was honestly, very early. Honestly, I feel like we could do another music one at some point, but you know, possibly I mean, we got a whole game coming. So <laughs> after oh, that whole yeah. game comes, yeah, we could That's do another. Material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's see who else wants to talk about their initial reactions to Zeno Saga. We got three of us left. You, you can raise your hand if you want to go by clicking on the little hand thingy. Uh, there's a hand thingy. Yes, there's a hand thingy. If no so one volunteers, I'm going to pick somebody. Okay, I'm going to pick somebody. Do it. <laughs> um, Aaron, go Aaron. Oh my gosh. Okay, so my first impressions of episode one. Uh, I have probably uh, reiterated my um, my how I got into Xenosaga story many times on it's adorable in many occasions. Mm-hmm. But um, for those of you who are are new to my backstory, basically uh, when I was in high school um, and my now husband and I had just started hanging out, um, like kind of right on the line of when we first started dating. Um, the first time I went over to his house, it was he was having a party for a mutual friend of ours, and he wanted to have it at, at his house because he was hoping I would I would show up to the party. Oh. Um, I I actually didn't know that that he was interested in me in me at the time. I thought he was out of my league. Oh. Um, but anyway, so at the party, he was playing Xenosaga episode one. I think this was like the summer of 2003 so it was a, a, a little bit after it had come out but uh-huh. he was playing episode one and he was playing the end of the game like he <laughs> I had the ending of episode one spoiled for me before oh, I no. ever started playing but oh. I'm kind of that's, that's kind of why I'm spoiler agnostic these days I don't really care about spoilers it's more to me it's it's more about the the journey than the destination the journey there yeah mm-hmm. so so it's like okay well now I've seen all these spoilers and this looks pretty amazing now I want to I want to know the context so um that night um he lent me his copy of Xenosaga and um so I felt like oh I have to play this now um so me playing Xenosaga kind of coincided uh with us uh when we started dating um and he actually had to help me with it quite a bit because I was I was very bad at it and also like it took me a while to get into it I actually JRPGs are like my favorite are you okay (laughs) he's encouraging me am I doing okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're doing great i just want to may i make a commentary yeah. on this story real fast well, oh sure i, I just want to say i really wish i were smooth enough to pick up a life partner playing Zenosaga <laughs> episode one it's <laughs> 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 uh, it's it's some kind of skill um so I was always really into JRPGs. They were like my favorite genre of games. I like I grew up with Final Fantasy. My prior to playing Xenosaga, my favorite games were like Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger. Like I was uh-huh. I was obsessed with them. So so Xenosaga, yeah, like true. the the concept wasn't th- that new to me. But I think I had a lot of other things going on in my life. Plus I was like you know having a relationship and I had like I was in my last year of high school so the first part of the game I remember being stuck on the the Woglinde. Oh, I can pronounce a word. I remember being stuck on the Woglinde for what seemed like an inordinate amount of time. Like, I remember I was, that part being really long. And I was kind of into it, but I wasn't, like, 
really fully invested. But then things mm-hmm. started picking up and I, you know, then I got really into the story. And like Kat saying that like then Cherenkov happened, like that was that was a <laughs> moment for me too. I think on the cathedral ship, that scene, I was like, okay, this game isn't fucking around. This is like, this is like I'm having feelings about this, you know? And then uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think around the same time, like I sort of noticed that, that like, the whole father-daughter dynamic going on between Ziggy and Momo, and I was like, "Oh no, oh no, this is this is my jam." Oh, having feelings about this. And, and, and then after that, it was just kind of inevitable. You know, the rest is history. Please listen to our Ziggy episode. <laughs> oh god! If you want to hear me embarrass myself at length, no, no, no you did not. You, you did it was a good. Ep- it was a really good episode. I had a lot of fun on that episode. It's like <laughs> the number one thing I want to talk about at all times. I am just, I, I'm just, I'm like, yeah. I think this is yeah. a good segue to boob, wi- boob window. <laughs> I cannot even pronounce it. I'm oh. never gonna live that down. <laughs> we all love Ziggy Boob Window. Yeah, yes, I do. I appreciate it. It's a nice boob window. (laughs) It had to be mentioned at least once in the episode. Sorry, what were you saying, Tyler? (laughs) No, you're fine. I think Tyler is silently judging us. No, I'm not, because I'm with you guys on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But anyway. I was just going to say, is Ziggy Mousepad win? <laughs> oh, I did a sketch for that, but I never finished it. I should go back to that. Yes, come on, Aaron. We, it'll sell, at it least to sell. us. You I know it will sell. Yeah, I think People I was wondering it. about the demand, but I mean... I would buy it in a heartbeat. <laughs> we'll I would as well. Essie at the end of the episode. I should yeah. Do it. <laughs> um, but I, no, no pressure, I, I no pressure. Going. I should. I should. I should work on that. All right, uh, Brielle, would you like to go into your experience as well? Sure. Um, so, as I said, uh, a, a friend of mine went ahead and had uh, got uh, Zero Saga Episode 1 on release day. And I went over to her house to, um, you know, slumber party and whatnot. Uh, go spend, um, just basically uh, watched her play some. And... Um, Looking at it at first, I've always loved JRPGs. I have adored JRPGs. I was not a hundred percent actually aware too much of uh, Xenogears, other mm-hmm. than um, other than I had seen the game a lot in the store, but never picked it up. Mainly because uh, my mom was very strict on what games I could get and what I couldn't get when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. as soon as she saw that teen rating, because you know I was only like nine or ten, you can't get that. That's way too. That's for teenagers, <laughs> so on and so forth. So, Sinosaga uh, was the first one for me, um, and I remember going ahead and I remember watching her at first and I was only like vaguely paying attention mainly because I was just like yo this actually looks like a really like interesting game and it's in space and for me at the time I was dying for a break from the usual medieval or fantasy like dark like just dark ages like rpgs that you saw a lot at that time so because i i love sci-fi so i was like oh this is like my bread and butter i'm so excited to get this game and like i said within the first week i got it but then when i actually got to be the one to start playing it i was immediately drawn into the story the lore 
the just the little details, so many little details that they put so much love and everything into like just the setting like i I remember the the very first scene when uh you're you're going and like being introduced to the realians for example that like just the amount of like storytelling and whatnot in that scene that like it was like all these little teeny tiny like little things they put in just that scene alone i was just like Oh, I can tell I'm going to be hooked. And instead of like, you know, feeling, oh, I don't think my expectations are going to go up from here because this is already good. It just kept going up and up and up and up. And uh, it's let's just say it's it's hard to honestly find that much enjoyment in many games these days. Like, I, I don't think I've ever had the same high I have had while experiencing and going through uh xenosaga as i have with any other game it's just that there was just something about it that was just different oh i knew what i was getting into because it was turn-based but just like the graphics the characters the design the the depth of these characters you you look at some of them and you're just like oh okay that's yeah. that's your that's your main pro tag. That's that's their that's their that that's their possible love interest. That's this. That's that. But a lot of it actually broke those stereotypes, made the characters very mm-hmm. enjoyable, and it gave them a level of depth that I really don't see a lot in video games these days. It was yeah. just it was an experience like no other, and. <laughs> I love it so so much. In even when two came out, um, I it it came out at a time where I wasn't really aware of like voice differences and everything. So for me, I had the gloss over my eyes and I was enjoying it, but I was also just like, God damn it, why is this game so hard? <laughs> um, but I struggled through it. But then three came out, and three was probably the most impactful. Um. It was a little overwhelming because of how much they had to tie up for three in the span of one game when you were expecting six games. But um, it was a whirlwind of emotion and uh, it was a very um, interesting feeling going through that game. And then just looking back and being like, I just want to go through all of it <laughs> again and then that's what i proceeded to do and i've been doing that for like at least once or twice every year for the past 15 years it's wow. crazy like honestly like i mostly rewatched the cutscenes on like most of the I do time. that sometimes yeah, I when I didn't have access to a PS2. I would do that too, but most of the time I'd rather experience playing them. So yeah. I usually try to go through them at least once a year. I already played the game. You mentioned the world building, and I gotta say, like, mm-hmm. it reminded me. I don't mean to. I hope I'm not interrupting. You're good. No, oh, go no, ahead. you're good. Go ahead. I just like. Like, I have to agree with you there. Like, especially in the first game, the amount of detail that they just put into um, 
the setting and just incidental things mm-hmm. and the history and the technology and all of that stuff. I remember spending like hours actually reading the database. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah, oh my there's God. So same. There's there. so much. Yeah. And there's so like, much. Yeah. <laughs> and I really loved that. And and even like the like the political and, and social complexity of it was mm-hmm. just really I was really into it. I really liked mm-hmm. that. I gotta oh, say it's actually re- Oh sorry. Good. Oh. No, I was go just ahead. gonna say go I just wanted to add that like I I really found it like pretty insane how like hard Xenosaga one goes on, with like some of its themes that early oh, on, fifteen minutes yeah. into the game, and we already have like some like space, not really racism, Agreed. I guess, but you know, it's it's well, like to the, the, the discrimination there, against there, the. There is a little bit of space. Yeah. Well, well, I mean to say, like, like, yeah, it it it's is that, but it's it's not it's it's prejudiced yeah. against the realians, which. Yeah, this, the realians, the yeah. the life recycling survivors, and yeah, it was just yes. like this hits yeah. so hard, like this early in the game, like with yeah. the kind of stuff. This the, it it really made the game feel like, oh yeah, this this definitely has something to say here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they they weren't fucking around, yeah. and um, like I I also kind of noticed that in, in not not to segue too far, but like Pied Piper had a lot of really oh my god oh. Pied Piper really hard- is actually yeah. my all-time favorite Xenosaga like um yeah the writing effort. is so the writing. tight it's so good oh, god Pied so Piper good. is my favorite police procedural that never became a show it's yes. <laughs> seriously so underrated and mm-hmm. I love it and, it's so and agreed. rereading it it's still like it's more relevant now than ever I think mm-hmm. it's so good it's I so really good. wish it they is... could just make an anime or something of it like I would eat yes. that shit up so hard God. I really yes. wish it would not have been a phone game so that it could have been it preserved easier yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's so hard to find like the only the, my only exposure to it has been the, the, the fan translation and the one the one played through that's on YouTube and and um but it's so like I would love to play it for myself someday. Honestly, you know. bless the person who has put that playthrough yeah. on YouTube, though. Yeah, I am Insane. so thankful that that exists. Like, because I don't, I don't know how I would ever been able to see it if not for that. But it's, it's, it's yes. a miracle that it's there. I actually have a question uh, consider- concerning the world building of uh, uh, Xenosaga. Um, Xenosaga. I keep going back and forth. I've always yeah, called I it Xenosaga. I you can so call it whichever. Call Honestly, I grew up calling Zeno. it Xeno. But, I, mean, yeah. I call it I Zeno as well, too. I feel like most people call it Xeno now, so I'm just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's either one. I would just say it wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, same. Um, but my question is, because this is one of the reasons why I knew that I was going to uh, love this game series so much, was... Was I the only one that when you started the game, you didn't feel like you were going through like a tutorial? Like you felt like you were literally just thrust into this world. Like there was no like big setup. There was no like a thousand years ago, this long arduous war and everything happened. Like instead it showed that thousand year like um, flashback, like that thousands upon thousands of years, like lead up to the story, but it was like actually, it it did the perfect amount of show, don't tell, and I just felt like I was thrown into that. Was I the only person who felt like that? No, I no, like honestly, I want to say yeah. I feel like the start of Xenosaga did a really cool thing where it feels mm-hmm. like the start of an Indiana Jones movie or something. <laughs> yeah, 
Like it's just like, oh, here's the crazy weird, crazy weird artifact, and oh, look, now we're in space. Now we're in space, and everyone looks like anime. Yeah, yeah and uh, also like the, I-, I do like that the sort of quote unquote tutorial area is like a sort of emulation thing, and like yeah, it's like you, you're with Cosmos and also like yeah. it, it doesn't feel like unnatural and stuff. It really feels like it's part of the the story and the it's bits of introducing. It's, it's really a well disguised tutorial. It's like yes, a yeah. it's it's a it's like a diagnostics test for a robot, and it's like, it's like you play it. <laughs> Yeah, that was very clever and, mm-hmm. and immersive. And, uh, I, that was I love it when they do stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. it, it is a very, like, for lack of a better term, an immersive. Yeah, thing seamlessly blend the gameplay with the story in such a oh, a natural way. Yeah, I do enjoy that. Right. Uh, I think we still have one person to go. Was it Justin? Yep. <laughs> Justin, you're up. Oh boy, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Best for last. Yeah, right. All right. So I already mentioned about how um the disc I had didn't work. So yep, Xenosaga was definitely off to a great start with me. Um I I really <laughs> like the graphics. I, I thought I thought that was um it was a really good looking game for like the time it came out and I was very impressed with that. I was also really impressed with like all the pre-rendered cutscenes. I remember thinking, mm-hmm. well, these look really, really good. And the voice acting was surprisingly good, too. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, the- Justin. I thought you said your first... You we're going to say, since the disc didn't work, your first experience with Xenosaga was going to be a game of Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have joked about throwing my copy of Xenosaga 2 like a frisbee that that's been done fair, <laughs> fair enough <laughs> anyway it's a very, go on. It's a very good looking frisbee i almost choked on my water i almost <laughs> spit my water all over me. but yeah like um i remember the battle system reminding me of Xeno gears and thinking that was kind of cool and uh i was thinking that a lot of this is really 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 cool and I it was I was also bombarded with all sorts of questions because that's the, that's one thing that Xenosaga Episode One likes to do. It loves to string you along and give you all sorts of questions, and it doesn't necessarily answer those questions. Yeah, some of them are just answered in Xenosaga Three or never, yeah, or never, <laughs> never even. Yeah, so uh, definitely for better or worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the battle system, I remember thinking that was really night nice, but like I also got incredibly confused by it in various spots. Um, I remember finding the way, what was it like the the tech points? I remember thinking that was yeah. I I didn't fully understand how that worked at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, like a lot of how things to, were not explained. <laughs> yeah, or how to how your characters actually learn skills. So I remember having a lot of trouble with that. It wouldn't be a Zeno game if gameplay wasn't explained to some extent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Don't even get me started on gears with the way you learn the death blows. It's always so like weird whenever they put it's like, oh, you've got two different forms of currency for the same skill tree, technically. Yeah, yeah I remember thinking all of that was really weird. But I think like the bit one of the biggest things that stood out to me with Zeno Saga was the music. Not and you're probably gonna think I'm gonna say, "Oh yeah, the music was incredible," and yeah, it, it was good. It was, but I mm-hmm. thought it was so freaking weird how there were so many areas in Zenosaga One mm-hmm. that didn't have music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that was very unusual. 
It's almost it was like Zeno so Gears. Different. It was. It was very weird. Like it, it just kind of like I remember thinking like, is this like unfinished or something? This is this is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just had like the ambient background. Noise. Yeah, and like yeah, ambient. Uh, and also I remember also thinking, man, I'm, I wish there were more battle themes because yeah. I really liked <laughs> the battle theme. I thought it was great, but like. I, I wish that, like, for this 40 to 50 hour RPG, it, it'd be nice if they gave me a boss team every now and then. You got your wish Honestly. at the very end. Yeah, at the very oh, end, God. I got a boss. I got a boss team. Finally, that's what made that fight excited. Like, oh man, new music! Oh, yeah. great! Yeah. yeah. Honestly, that was. I, I, maybe I'm weird about this, but I really enjoy whenever. Uh, and I, I love a good soundtrack, of course. But I do enjoy a good ambient noise here and there, too. And that was yeah. one thing that was like, oh, yeah, this sets, like, some kind of mood with this yeah. this ambience in certain areas. Yeah. It was nice. To be fair, I was, was also, nice. like, I also found it weird in Xenogears how that didn't have a victory theme. I remember, like, always feeling like, something missing here. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm weird like that. Like, yeah, when, I when that. I see things like that, I'm just like, that's that's kind of odd. But my first impressions of Xenosaga were were mostly positive. I did really like the graphics. Um, I thought it was. I, th- I thought the world was genuinely interesting. The realians kind of reminded me of Reploids from Mega Man, and that made me smile. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it definitely like got my interest. And I remember playing through that whole trilogy. Uh, it was my freshman year of college, just sitting in my dorm playing those games. Uh, around the winter time and uh, yeah i remember having a really good time going th- going through all three of them even if some of those games pissed me off to high hell <laughs> frisbee flinging yeah that is that was like two especially that was like a one also annoyed me but two was when uh-huh. oof, that oh, was yeah. when things really really got rough oh i had some choice words for that game <laughs> but I mean, if it makes if it makes you feel any better, I didn't understand how to actually play Xenosaga two Xenosaga two until like last year. <laughs> yeah. I still think the requirements for double attacks is way too much in two, but but I can appreciate yeah. uh, like the whole trilogy. I I saw what they were trying to do, and I can appreciate the ideas, <laughs> even if I don't necessarily think that they always worked. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, I still look back relatively fondly on these games and you know if if somebody asked you oh yeah i'm interested in Zenosaga, i'd say you know what like take a look at these games i'll let you know there's a couple things here and if, if that's not a deal breaker to you then give it a shot you might like it so yeah i mean yeah it was it was it was the kind of game that like i was very excited to play it and for the most part i was happy i did experience it yes you know, now that I think about it, in some ways, Xenoblade 2's combat system is like the successful version of Xenosaga 2's. <laughs> <laughs> Xenoblade 2's yeah, combat to... system is that's, so fun. That's a really, yeah, that's a really weird... Um, I, I would have to really go off on a tangent to make that comparison. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, then again, I have a lot to say about Xenoblade 2's combat system. and There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it, and it's one of those weird things where... I'm not sure if I like Xenoblade 2's combat system because of how much extra time I spent min-maxing it. I kind of understand that. Like, like, I, I, it, like, I think I've, I've said this before like, to other people that one thing with Xenoblade 2's combat system is that I feel like it doesn't really get good, quote-unquote, until way later. 
I once kind of like, feel like I agree with that, yeah. Once you start maxing out blade charts and you start really unlocking their abilities, then it really shines. But like the early game of Blade 2, yeah, that that did you know we'll we'll save that rant yeah, well, we later on in the year. Later, but yeah, uh, like, when a song yes. episode. <laughs> it, it's a game with two separate combo systems that like sometimes overlap, but not yes. always. But we'll we'll save that rant for later because I actually have a lot to say about that one. Yeah, it's it's complex. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Xenosaga too. Kind of like Xenosaga too. Yes, yeah, so. totally yeah. not going on tangents again. Nope. My feelings <laughs> yeah, about okay. these games are, are are complex, especially when I think about them nowadays, and I guess I'm a little bit more critical about them these days. But my initial impressions, which is what this is about, were pretty positive. I was like, oh man, this is cool. I got robots. I got a robot girl with guns and she's like shooting lasers and shit. And like, oh man, you got like these space ghosts coming at people and killing folks. <laughs> you got Virgil. He's like an asshole. And then he gets oh, killed. No. Yeah, this gets cool. You've got a big titty man that chokes out people, and you've yeah. got a big titty robot that he's knives people. Yeah, and then she's about to like punch the window in that one ship. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, this is a, this, this game's cool. Yeah, this game's cool. Yes. yes, I I just wanted to raise my head. Basically, uh, talk about the next part of our list and saying maybe it would be better if we went like because we have like favorite characters, music, and scenes. What if we did another tour, but like the each person would mention all of them in one go for uh, because I, I feel like if we go one by one it might take We're too much time. We're all gonna be here all yeah. night. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so we should just mention everything one shot, like, okay. but, like doing fair. a turn thing like we did just now. Okay. Yeah. And no tangents on any other Zeno games. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely gonna happen. Yes. Not gonna happen. This is a podcast after all. No, no. tangents will happen. No, no tangents never, never. Um, well, in that case, I I guess we'll kind of do we can do the order from last time. I'll just go first. Um, some of my favorite characters. Um, I mean, Xion is definitely one of my favorite protagonists in any JRPG because I just I I love how they portrayed her as like, um, she has her faults and that's. I don't know. It's it, I I love that about her and how she goes past those faults. Um, it's a compelling aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very compelling. Yeah, I I even though I I love Cosmos, even though I feel like she deserved more screen time. Even though someone outside of Xenosaga would be like, "But she's like the mascot character," but I'm like, that she she could have been in it a lot more. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um. And um, I also loved Chaos. Um, I mean, it was always my main party was like Xion, Cosmos, Chaos. I just love him a lot. He was he's such a, a good character that also deserved a lot more screen time than he actually had got. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far as like favorite music, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that's uh, a hard part. That's a big one. <laughs> um, I mean, like I, I love both both Mitsuda and uh, Katiura's work um, on on the games. Um, like episode one, I loved uh, like the battle theme, even though it's played ad nauseum. Um, but like, be as, it's, a, it's, it's a bop. Just be as it, 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 as you want to be, because music is They're such a banger. 
is subjective. so like yeah. subjective that you just you just just pick what your favorite is and we'll discuss. You know, okay, fine. Um, I don't know. Uh, in that case, um, I fell in love with um one of episode two's uh trailers with uh communication breakdown. I think it had. Yeah. I think the trailer was divided between uh mm-hmm. image theme and communication breakdown, and it was like like one of the best trailers ever and that music just, I remember that those those I love those Damn. songs and I'm sad that like not all of communication breakdown was in episode 2 like there was a scene at the end that had it but it wasn't like the whole song so I was like mm-hmm. huh. but uh, just th- those trailers the music was so perfect um and as far as like favorite scenes goes um um I guess kind of kind of cheesy, but like, uh, uh, I mean, not cheesy, but um, so I, I love like the Cosmo scene with X Buster, classic scene, um, oh, and yeah. any like any of the fight scenes are also fantastic. Like Jen and Margulis fight scenes in episode two, and the Cosmo Santelos fight scenes in episode three. Those mm. are just just amazing. Um. And then also there was that one scene in episode three. I talked about it in the chaos episode a little bit where he had said that awesome quote about how um, his existence isn't necessarily a good thing or but he, yeah, but uh, yep. That's uh, that's a bit for me. Oh, and I also love Albedo, even though nowadays he's, uh, he, he's complicated and not, he's, ugh. There's a lot I mean, to, to Jin, say. Jin, so he's good. a villain. He's a I villain. know, he's I know. I know. Problematic. He's cringe. <laughs> yes, but his but. backstory <laughs> is like super relatable for me as a twin. And um, I, I don't want to get off into like my own thing on this too much right now. But I will mm-hmm. say that like as it, there there is a lot to say about like Albedo's just charisma in general that is mm-hmm. very like it, it, it's like kind of amazing to see so like you mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to feel bad about liking a character because of things like that even if like, it's a villain you expect right. to like identify with what they are like you know oh, yeah or we're standing for no it's it's you don't have to feel bad about liking a character because of that oh yeah because so, I, I yeah i just i don't yeah because i don't like him i don't support the things he did but i like him there we go yeah i mean just exactly exactly you there are so many different levels on which you can like a character, and I don't feel like it's a bad thing to admit that you like Albedo's character just because Albedo's a terrible person. There's mm-hmm. a lot of villains that are... like. There's a thing about why is this villain a good villain, and mm-hmm. it's not because they're edgy, it's because they're just really compelling and mm-hmm. interesting. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Voyager, but I'm not going to go around eating babies. So. <laughs> yeah, of course. Exactly. <laughs> Liking a villain does not make you a bad person and you don't need to worry about that. No, yeah. it's just like yeah. they're interesting and we're like mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of like drawn to like see like where where they came from and like what made them become what they did become like i think i think it's really nice like there's mm-hmm. always so much development with some villains but anyways we should segue to the next person <laughs> yeah that's that's true i just wanted no, to say like it, you it is it is good to have an understanding sometimes mm-hmm. of these things and why like 
Yeah. If you completely just shun and like tune out of things that are bad, you'll you'll kind of miss some things that are very important as well. Yep. Can I say one last thing about the villains? Because uh, it's actually really yeah. important to like the villains because they are the most important part of the story. Without the villains, there wouldn't be a story. Especially in a setting like of of a, of a game, like what would be your 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 goal, your objective, and everything if you don't have a compelling villain? Mm-hmm. And that's that's all I'm going to go ahead and say on that one. <laughs> See Margulis and Pellegrin. Mm-hmm. I love them. <laughs> Same. Um, let's see. I think was it Cat that's next. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, so- sorry. Uh, so I love that we uh, sort of started the talk about villains because um, I'm the sort of person who can only like villains and the recent trend especially on Twitter and Tumblr uh, is like you can only interact with this piece of media and you can only say that you like things if you like the person and also like stand by their values and that is the opposite of the way i have always been uh i'm i'm not better Uh, i i actually think of myself as kind of broken um but this is the way i interact with fiction um and like having like I-, I was very sheltered as a kid, so having all sorts of behavior modeled for me, uh, and like learning, oh hey, this is very bad. This is a very bad way to act. A lot of the villains in Xenosaga uh, display very unique bad behavior, uh, and like every every one of the Xeno games like has like extremely unique bad guys. Um, but anyway, uh, that being said, my favorite characters in Xenosaga, um, I, I, I sort of like, I was drawn in to Cherenkov by like, I was squinting my eyes like the entire time. And I was like, why does this guy remind me of Ramses? And then like the, the, the big anvil that they dump on your head is the G word garbage uh which uh if if you've never played xenogears and that's fine um uh it's ramses's trigger word uh that sort of like makes him go berserk uh and like that that link from uh from the old game to the new game was like holy shit this game is for real i i love this um god <laughs> and it's just like i don't think i had ever experienced that in a series to the emotional degree that it just did it's just like it, it was like the energy that was in my life at the time and it just struck me to the core uh and like i don't think i could get along with somebody like Cherenkov as a person i'm i'm very gay i'm very art kid uh, and he's very uh, a soldier and very uh-huh. military. So the idea of trying to to think of a character as a real person who you'd be friends with is very alien to me. Um, like, I I didn't have a lot of friends growing up, so like I I saw Cherenkov as the the one who was falling through the cracks, and I was like, oh no. Oh no, nobody's watching this guy. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why aren't they watching this guy? I was so upset. Uh and uh like it's just like 
the heartbreaking thing uh, is just like uh, I'm just like struck by how heartbreaking a thing that they were willing to show in this game with this yeah. character, uh, and it was also heartbroken that they 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 kind of uh, didn't bring any of that back they were just like done with that story uh, once yeah. they were done that uh, was such a powerful his his whole story was so powerful to me because it resonated with me too in high school like yeah. a lot and still mm -hmm. does yeah. like it's it's so effective yeah uh i guess uh my other favorite character uh became margulis because there there was a lot of emotional stuff that I was going through where I felt like I was alone and I was without a mentor for most of that time and watching the little bit of stuff that Margulis did to build Cherenkov back up as a person uh, really impressed on me a lot and I was like oh god uh, I am all of a sudden in love with you despite you know the way that he looked and his values and the fact that he was okay sending him to kill 1.5 billion people like it was like the the way i like things is that i tune into the immediate emotional connections between the characters and not so much what they're doing to the rest of the world uh and this is kind of uh i guess that's uh, I'm able to do this despite privilege. Like there are certain things that allow me to 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 tune in uh, to uh, to certain things because uh, my privilege allows me to tune out other things. Uh, so uh, the way I can interact with fiction is itself a way, like some sort of privileged, and I acknowledge that. Uh, but I also uh feel like if i don't engage with things the way i feel like engaging with things uh i'm trying to watch something by myself for somebody else mm -hmm. yeah yeah i am i grew up the kind of people pleaser person like even when i was by myself i was always trying to act for somebody else and uh training myself to grow out of that has been a lifelong endeavor and I'm still not done. I don't think I'll ever be done. Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, Xenosaga, uh, right. Cherenkov and Margulis, uh, both of their stories are about, uh, working too much for other people. Uh, yeah. and I was not expecting, uh, so much of the story to unfold for Margulis, uh, by the end of Xenosaga three, I almost feel like they sort of like dumped Jin on the side, and Margulis got so much more characterization than Jin. Yeah, uh, yeah. And like, yeah. I I liked it because I liked I I I and I was absolutely in love with Margulis uh, because I had spent I put myself so much in Cherenkov's head uh, that I fell in love with him. Um, and that's how I experienced the rest of Xenosaga. And I was like, um, oh, shit. Uh, I know you're doing bad, but I am attached to you and attracted to you despite 
uh, all the other things that <laughs> make my brain say, no, you should not fucking do not click. <laughs> um, but like, he was definitely a dead dove that I had taken a gigantic bite into and <laughs> watching him get destroyed by Wilhelm and the truth of Ormus was just like, it was just like the, the most spectacular bit of theater I had ever seen in my life. And I think I was only like, oh, geez, uh, I want to say 25 at most um, by the time that that happened. And it was like, holy shit, this is the type of thing that you see in like Les, Mis <laughs> Les Miserables on stage. Yeah. <laughs> and not, I was not expecting yeah. it in a video game. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> I, I think that that scene with Margulis and Wilhelm is, is brilliant and mm -hmm. yeah, as someone is. who was raised in like a pretty religious family uh, it it is like it, it's so like oddly humanizing I guess to see a villain who has like attached to ideals such as like the way that Margulis has mm -hmm. and followed this thinking it was the right thing to do all his life to then be hit with something like that it was just like that was incredibly real in like the craziest way and kind of goes is like in just like a really good way to have a villain set up where at first you think oh it's just some some crazy guy but then you see kind of like throughout the games you come to see like how he got here and why he clings to these things so mm -hmm. hard and just to see him get just completely shattered by that is yeah. almost like heartbreaking, yeah. really. Yeah, it, it, it definitely was. broke my heart. <laughs> um, but, like, I remember, Kat, seeing some of your fan art of him, like, early on when we first started talking, like, uh, of, like, around that moment. And it was just some of the most powerful um, art that I had ever seen at that time in my life. Thank you. It was really, like, and I think being friends with you kind of, helped me to have more courage about the things that I liked and and yeah yeah it's it just I just think it's really cool thanks <laughs> I uh let's see so those are characters uh and I think uh music uh I really loved uh Mitsuda's work in Xenogears and by the time we got Xenosaga it was just like this gorgeous polished like we spent an entire block of money on this orchestral stuff and <laughs> we had too much game to spread it over. Um, <laughs> like uh, I, I done a couple of road trips with just the Xenosaga one soundtrack. Uh, um, I think just like uh, 2004, I want to say. Uh, and that was, it was, it was really good. I still have, um, the last dungeon music on my phone just it'll just pop up randomly on my my shuffle playlist i'm like yes it's the best <laughs> um i think uh saga 2 i really loved the exciting tracks uh i it's also a game i've never finished but the uh the sound design in saga 2 was kind of all over the place uh -huh. um there was a lot of silence in two that i recognized there, there was silence that they used in one there's more silence that they used in two um but like um fatal fight 
Jin and Margulis, or Jin X Margulis, if you prefer. Um, <laughs> like, absolutely, like batshit bonkers. It's like you, 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 you're driving down the highway in the middle of the night in your third shift job, and you're screaming along to it. Oh my gosh, I'm relating so hard to that. <laughs> Eighty miles an hour. <laughs> Don't. It, like the cops don't exist. It's just Pin <laughs> and Margulis. Yeah, yes, they're fighting in your head, and you're yes. just having this crazy music going yeah. on. And I think um, Xenosaga Three. Um, it just like Xenosaga Three had had an answer for everything, and it, it had some of the most like heart wrenching tracks. And I think I was talking about this in the. Uh, the prep channel but like I, I I'm a theater kid and I, I I want my things that I like to be musicals sometimes in my head and like it like uh hepatica oh. hits so hard and I'm like hey what if what if Margulis sang the words to hepatica <laughs> af- as he was dying what if that was uh, a thing that happened <laughs> Ooh. Oh, uh, just break my heart yeah Uh, so it's it's sort of like um i just want xenosaga to be a musical like les mis because it's it's already sort of like in my head a little bit like les mis because uh margulis just fits so well with javert and it just like it clicks but of course like i'm i'm a monster person so i'm only interested in the monster uh and i'm not interested in Jin as valjean because Jin doesn't click Jin does not interest me as much as any other villain could uh and i i really wish they just built Jin up much more because i think they they leaned a lot on uh his look like satan but he was his mm-hmm. own person um but they just didn't do the thing the amount of things that i expected them to do with him mm-hmm. uh and i know i'm running out of time here but um oh, take your time. i uh was kind of asleep on most of the heroes except for ziggy ziggy mm-hmm. ziggy got me in my heartstrings and then that. yeah uh i i was on the other side of a breakdown in 2005 and while i was recovering from that breakdown i i wrote a comic book about uh, Cherenkov being brought back to life and helped out by Xion. And I was like, why am I bringing Xion into this? Because uh, I, I, like, Xion was the, the person who connected with Cherenkov at, at all. Like, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I was like, okay, Xion uh, can be his friend now. And through that, as I tried to finish that work, uh, I grew to love Xion. <laughs> so, she ended up being one of my faves in the end too. Yeah. Uh, I love Nick, that comic, by the way. Oh, thank so you. I, I need to bring it back. Uh, Nick has back. Nick has his hand up. What's up, Nick? Yeah, I, I just uh, I, I didn't want to like interrupt, but I did want to interject a bit while we were talking about Jen because I I also agree. I kind of wish we had seen a little more on Jen. And as a someone who is like a lover of redemption arcs, personally, mm. uh, I feel like there was a bit more that could have been done with Jin on that mm-hmm. front, but uh, I really like what was there, regardless mm-hmm. of that. And I, I didn't have a lot to say, it was just like, that came to mind because you bringing up Jin, and I was like, I felt like 
in the end, it seemed to me like Margulis got the uh, definitely got more of the spotlight on that. But mm-hmm. I, I would have really loved to see a little bit more. And I, it, they definitely did the job. They definitely got the mm-hmm. story across with Jin. But um, it would have been really cool to go a little bit deeper into that, I feel like, as well. Yeah. And I, just, I, like... I guess that's all I have to say <laughs> about that. That's not much, but, you know, I just wanted to, you know. Yeah. Also, uh, like, I really... Uh, Saga made me gayer. Uh, mm-hmm. And I really wanted to kiss Cosmos, and I want Pellegri to step on me. That's that's <laughs> <what> I'll <laughs> Agreed. Fair. Okay. Uh, were you done, Cat? Or well, I'm guessing your I'm guessing yes, your favorite. Sorry. <laughs> I'm guessing your favorite scenes were any scene with Cherenkov. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I can't remember who's next. Was it you, Mar- Mary, or maybe? But I-, I can go. I don't mind. Okay, um, do it. Do it up. All right. Favorite characters, uh, Junior, <laughs> but also, also like, yeah, Junior is probably my top as far as like personality and arc goes. Mm-hmm. But like, in terms of also freaking liking two others is i really like chaos and cosmos too for different reasons chaos is just like mm-hmm. he's just so sweet and the kind of character that mm-hmm. i i really tend to like like the sort of mysterious and like chill dude you know and cosmos is just like so badass and like her design mm-hmm. is so cool it's just like i i was like and all with Cosmos and the get-go. I was just like, oh my god, this is so cool. She's so cool. But yeah, Junior... Junior was one of my favorite mostly because... Uh, even though, like... Like I said, like I, I kind of play Zenosaga a bit like in small bits here and there. And like eventually I came back to it much later and like just went up with it. But also, in the recent years, also like kind of you watch the cutscenes and like having been like a bit older now like I could understand a bit more of the nuance of Zenosaga but also like I could understand a bit better too why I was so attached to Junior's because I feel like you know all the anxiety that he always have and all that stuff like I feel like I could really uh see myself into him kind of because like He's super, like, playful and, like, happy most of the time, but uh, under the surface, you know, he's kind of struggling with a lot of stuff, too. Like, he's another character that's very, like, you know, 40, and, like, there's a lot going on, and he he struggles and sometimes has, like, some outbursts and stuff, and I, I I can feel, like, I can really understand the character because... Like, I also have anxiety, and, like, I just, mm-hmm. I just, like, feel is feels. Whenever, like, it, it happens, I'm just, like, oh, man, like, this is so strong to me. Like, it's talking to me so hard. Yeah. <laughs> though, yeah. I will say, though, that uh, in the later years, though, like, whenever I rewatch the cutscenes, there's another thing that's interesting is uh, I really came to like Xion a lot more because... In my first playthroughs, I did not like her too much, but it's also because 
I did not understand her per se because I did not go through some experience that would make me understand the character in full depth. So, like, I would be impacted by it, but like, I will say that after rewatching the cutscenes much later and like seeing her, like, I really had like a sort of newfound love for the character because I could really, I could really feel like, oh my god, like some of the emotions she was going for, like, oh my god, like, I had gone through some similar stuff that would just like, you know, make make me feel what she was feeling, sorta, and like, mm-hmm. I I just really came to understand her so much better. So, I would also put her high up in the list just because she's such a well written character. Mm-hmm. As far as music goes, uh, oh god, like the battle team of Zenosaga <laughs> one, obviously is it's a banger. I will always return oh, to it, yes. and I will always re- listen to it and repeat. <laughs> I just like it's so good. Xenosaga uh, 2 Xenosaga 1 like, I listen to a few songs but like just a lot of them are a bit more uh, dramatic so like I don't always come back to them as nearly as much so that's why I'm swapping <laughs> directly to Xenosaga 2 Xenosaga 2 uh, a lot of my favorite tracks are in it like I love Final Fight the the Jin slash Fireless music mm-hmm. um, I love um Communication breakdown is one I often go back oh, and listen to. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the main theme of the the main theme of the game. Oh, what's it called? Like the the the, the one about like the, the summer and the winter and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, episode yeah. two. Uh, the main theme. The main theme of of Zenil Saga too, basically, when the cutscene and stuff that has some singing and the credit. It's just my my Are brain is like, what is the title? Oh, I sweet song. Yes. 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 Yeah. Like this is one of my all time favorite and all of its version. Like yeah, like I the love, ones. I love this music so much and yeah. like. I, it's this is a perfect segue of one of my favorite scenes of the whole saga. It's uh, actually it's a perfect segue to that, but also the whole soundtrack of the whole saga tree. By the way, it's a complete banger. I go back to so many songs, so many times, mm-hmm. and all of the sad music makes me cry every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, going back to my segue, um, is the whole saga two opening? There's something about it, especially like you know when the hatch opens and the sweet song starts, with like the mech flying in the sky. I don't know what it is about this scene, but it always gives me so much goosebumps, and I just I love that scene so freaking much. Uh, but Thanks for I, stealing mine, HK. You <laughs> can't repeat this. No, I know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> but yeah, aside from that, like. I love pretty much all of the junior scenes just because, like, you know, I'm so attached to the character. I love his, his entire arc with the URTVs. Like, I I could rewatch that whole arc, like, a thousand times. It's so good. And uh, uh, from Zeno Saga, one, one of my favorite scenes is, like, two of my favorite scenes, actually. Cosmos Awakening, because it gives chills oh, and so, like, yes. ominous. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, man. Oh man, it, it, what's gonna happen here? And and then like whenever she saves Co- if not, <laughs> Cosmos saves Cosmos, whenever she <laughs> saves she, 
<laughs> there was just a scene with Shion and he was a total badass smacking the Nasus around, just like, oh man, this is so cool, I love this. Uh, and yeah. Some of, those are some of my favorite scenes. Like the little saga tree, like I could not even pick a single one. Like there's so much shit in the little saga tree. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm sorry. I've been talking and no, super fast because I'm like, there's so many people left. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> We're we, going over time. We'll, we'll be going over. Uh, I, I told you. <laughs> I I know Nick. It's uh, okay. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, You're this right. is a compelling conversation. We must continue. <laughs> you know what, Nick? You go you go now. <laughs> oh, it's my turn, is it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So uh so character wise, um as the bargain bin version of Albedo cosplayer of the group, I suppose <laughs> I should say that yes, Albedo is definitely one of my favorite favorite villains and yeah like uh, like I, i've already kind of brought this up before but it's it's a big charisma thing he really just carries himself a certain way that is very fun to watch and i absolutely don't agree with his ideals but i uh, the, the thing that's great about that is like it's not just the charisma it's that he actually is able to get across it the game is actually able to get across why he is the way he is in a manner that is understandable and just like compelling in general, really. And I, and like, there's a lot to be said about Xenosaga 2 and a lot about why people dislike it, of course. But as far as like one, if there's one thing that I feel like most people universally agree upon, it's that the cutscenes in Xenosaga 2 are pretty fucking top notch. Kind of oh, yeah, next level, kind of next level, honestly. Um, and the URTV story in general was a big part of that, mm-hmm. which leads me on to my next favorite character, who would be Junior. Honestly, yeah, yeah, Junior is one of my favorite characters in the series, and yeah, maybe maybe he's the hot-headed shonen protagonist. That's that's cool and all, but he's got so much more going on underneath mm-hmm. the surface and. It's just really refreshing to see a character that reacts the way he does in a world of characters that don't necessarily always, you know, like say what they're feeling. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it's it's the thing that I really feel like I connected with Junior on is that he was able to speak out. He was he was going to be the guy who was like, yeah, I I don't care what it's like whatever you've got going on but this is how I feel about it and he was a person who would make that known and on the other end of the spectrum in some regards I guess I would say that you know I I guess there's more to this than that but I really love Ziggy Ziggy is absolutely one of my favorites and um there yeah he was definitely more soft spoken in a lot of ways but there was just like this innate wisdom to Ziggy Mm-hmm. That I really appreciated and just adored in general. And his development throughout the series was so strong in a lot of ways that I did not even expect. There are some scenes. There are some scenes, scenes especially like in Xenosaga 2 that like really get to me with Ziggy. 
just some really yeah. humanizing moments yeah. that I never expected to see in mm-hmm. this series. I mean, mm-hmm. not that the series wasn't, you know, already blowing away my expectations in other ways, but there's like this one cutscene that always sticks out to me is um this one early cutscene in Xenosaga 2 between Ziggy and Yuli Misrahi. And just like the way they act towards each other and the way that they treat Momo in it. And um, something about that scene just always gets to me. <laughs> it's like, yeah. there's so much going on, especially like coming from the first game where Yuli's Mizrahi is like, um, she seems very cold in the first game in a lot of ways, like mm-hmm. for a lot of the cutscenes and just, to see her humanized in such a short span of time in a small like cutscene or two in Xenosaga 2 always like really gets to me. It's just the amount of growth there is yeah. kind of crazy, honestly. There's so many games that I've there's so many, not even just games, just like forms of media in general that I've never seen be, been able to get to that point in such a short span of time where you immediately like connect with a character like this. I'm not even a dad and I feel like I just like see Ziggy and I just like rooting for that dude all the way, you know. Yeah. Well, like for both of them, just like seeing how they are and how they're coming to terms with everything around them. But other than that, uh I guess like to get into some 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 more lighthearted stuff. Uh I really like HK said I really enjoy the uh, opening cutscene to Xenosaga 2. I think it's one of the best openings in a video game period. Um it's the music swelling like that, the the cinematography of just like opening that hangar and having the the ES about to drop out of it. I love that scene where Kanan says you know, not just normal people can pilot this and chaos is just like, yeah, that's why I'm here. Like, that's such a, it's just like a, it's, I love it. Yeah, it's just like, it's just like a, um, it's, it's such a good, like, quip, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, and it just, it's like one of those quips that's like, it's deeper than that because it hints towards, like, future things, chaos. I also love in Xenosaga 3 where they go back and reference it because during the battle at the start of Xenosaga 2, they drop like mm-hmm. they shoot off one of the dude's weapons and it falls to the ground. <laughs> yes. They're later yeah. in Xenosaga three. They yeah. barely dodge that weapon falling to the ground with their lives. And they and chaos is sorry. just like, sorry about that. No, actually, actually he said that after junior, we're like, what the heck drop this shit. And like, just chaos is just like, I'm sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> I just, I love that attention to detail. That is like amazing. I remember yeah. getting to that part in the game and be like, Wait, what? And then realizing what it was about and thinking, oh my god, that is like some that that's some crazy foresight energy going on. Yeah. I just this... love how Gio just straight up like yells and like automatically chaos is like, I'm sorry. Like th- this writing is so on point whenever you're that like neurotic to pay attention to a detail like that and incorporate it into like a tiny subtle joke later in the series. Like mm-hmm. that much later 
And just like I appreciate that kind of stuff so much. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But like, uh, I guess I should uh, should kind of like move along into like my music stuff. And while I um, tend to prefer a lot of like the Kaijura stuff, of course, with her very uh, it, her stuff is like really atmospheric in a way that kind of like. It feels like genre crossing almost because it um, it hits such like dramatic highs, but she's also able to do things in her music that are like that set like a mysterious tone or things like that, like set such different tones. With whereas like with Mitsuda, I almost expect a lot of his to be like far more dramatic compositions, and I love Mitsuda's stuff. But if I'm being honest and Maybe this isn't like the most glowing thing, but I, I do want to mention like my like my pure feelings on this. It's that um I like I I, I really do like the Xenogears battle theme, and I really do like the Xenosaga one battle theme. Uh I mean I I like all those battle themes, but they almost sound and it's not that it's un- inappropriate by any means, they almost sound like militaristic in some ways. Um to me, and I don't think that they're my favorites as far as battle themes go. Like I, I appreciate what they are, and I respect them, and I really like them. Like they're still earworms, mm. but as far as like my favorite things music wise, I tend to prefer a lot of the Kaijura tracks. Which like I guess that should come as no like. Yeah, maybe that's like mainstream of me to say even in some ways. They they just I and, and honestly, I'll be the first to also put out there that stuff with like some chanting in the background really gets to me on an emotional level in a lot of ways. Yes. And like music mm-hmm. as something that drives emotion in a lot of ways. It just puts me in the like this mood for it, you know. Like, uh, there's something, like, overly, like, mysterious and just incredible. Something that feels like nothing else I've ever experienced when you put in stuff like that. And so, yeah, like, the Kaijura stuff, it definitely, like, hits me harder a lot of times. With the exception of, like, Mitsuda's, like, main Chrono Trigger theme, because that one is just... Probably oh, some yeah. of the most exceptional work he's ever done. Chrono oh, Trigger yeah. is amazing. Oh my god. But it um, is. if I'm to highlight any any of them, of course, Fate from Xenosaga 3, Fatal Fight from Xenosaga 2 are big ones. Um, while I'm at it, I'm in a tangent here, sorry. But okay. that How mood, dare. The, the setting, the <laughs> setting, setting is a huge deal for me. And, like, that mood that they set at the start of Xenosaga 2 during the Milshin conflict when it's raining and the and just, like, the world has gone to hell, that hit me so hard. Like, that, that shit, like, really gets me. I love that. They give me some, like, what if Blade Runner was set during a war? And I, I love Blade Runner, and I love yeah. just, like, the vibe overall. And so that hit me, like, extra hard there. Just like that rain, futuristic city, it's all dark, you've got like this music going ape shit like this. <laughs> um, 
it's just so yeah yeah like that that was something everything like lined up to hit me really hard there but um another more i guess unexpected one um would be the fanfare in Zenosaga 1 when you're um when you go from i while i i know i said that earlier that i don't think that the battle themes are necessarily the strongest to me personally in some ways I think they do hit the right note for a battle, and one of my favorite parts about Xenosaga 1, especially music-wise, is when you transition from the battle music to the outro, whenever you're, like, seeing, like, you know, your level-ups and your stats and your money and everything like that, and... (laughs) And you just, uh, it just like phases out into like this almost like blissful ambience. Um, I, I don't know how to like phrase this, but like the fanfare in Xenosaga 1, when you're like coming out of a battle sequence mm-hmm. because of the way the music is, it almost feels like whenever you dive underwater and you're like coming back up for air and like the bubbles like rush up around you, like, it's a it's a really strange th- way to compare it, but like, it's like this feeling of relief. I feel yeah. that, and mm-hmm. it's like really, really cool what they did. How like they transitioned from battle music to like the fanfare. It's it's not like Final Fantasy where it's like super triumphant and, and there's like trumpets playing and stuff. It's just like, oh, like all that tension, all that like militant tension uh, feeling tension of this battle that was just happening just like it all washes away and now i've just like grown from this experience and so i i wanted to like give a shout out to that um especially since like hk had already brought up the scene and the music in xenosaga 2 where it was like yeah it was just this swelling you know that kind of thing um and other than that uh oh i guess Wow, I've gone on a long time, but I haven't even said favorite scenes, I guess, that much, other than the Ziggy one. But I will say the introduction and the first fight with Telos is a big one, and I really Mm. actually love the music. In fact, the Telos uh, theme is one of my favorite songs in the game because it is so different and alien and just, like, so, like, percussive and, like, it just hits you really hard in a certain way. And it, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how to put it, but everything about that scene was just like, it just hyped me up so much and gave me chills. And uh, yeah, I think that's about all I have to say about it. It's just that, that scene, the cinematography, the music, everything. It's just like perfect for me. Yeah. <laughs> That was a really good scene. I remember, oh, this is kind of a tangent itself, but I remember <laughs> the scene with Cosmos and or the first fight with Cosmos and Telos. Like, I remember, <laughs> I would just like show a bunch of my friends that fight scene, just to, like, hey, we're just we're just gonna watch this for a little bit. Just 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 watch this cutscene. I I swear, <laughs> even though like all my friends it's such a good one yeah i hated zenosar because i talked about it so much but, but i was like guys guys you just have to watch this fight scene it's 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 epic you know it's <laughs> funny that you bring that up because i think that was also the first scene from zenosar i was ever shown 
Uh, nice. And I just kind of, like, didn't actually... Re- like, it's, it was so out of context that I didn't necessarily remember it, it like, bit for bit. Mm-hmm. But whenever I got to it, I was like, oh, oh, it's this part. <laughs> you know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, Aaron, would you like to go? Okay, so we're doing our favorite characters, favorite music, favorite scenes, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, um... Yeah, I'll probably know my favorite. I'm I never shut up about him, but um, I I really love Ziggy. He's um <laughs> actually my my favorite fictional character from anything ever. And um, without going into like excessive amounts of detail, he just he he really means a lot to me on a lot of different levels. And um, I've I've probably already gone into depth on why in in, in the episode about him, but like um. I just I love everything about him. He's like he's just, he's my favorite guy, and I just I just love him. Aww. And um, related to that, I I kind of like the the um the other characters who are sort of connected to him, like Momo and and Yuri and um and Junior, um to an extent. I think I I think as I get older, I've been appreciating Junior a lot more, and also like the friendship between him and Ziggy that um. That they kind of develop th- throughout uh throughout the series, mm-hmm. um, where they kind of come to understand each other despite having like sort of contrasting personalities. It, it just like like they get each other like mm-hmm. in, in a really cool way, and um, so I, I've I've uh, I, I've really come to appreciate that a lot, and uh, and just like uh, geez, how am I gonna the there's there's so much I want to say, and I'm like. <gasps> Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no, yep. it's gonna be okay. Yeah, take no pressure. Time. Go uh, for it. Do yeah. say whatever you need. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I appreciate Junior a lot more now. I think the fact that I'm like in my 30s and people still think that I'm 13 years old <laughs> and they ask my mom home, like Junior, man, I get you. I, I, I feel that. You know, like he's he's like uh, he like like HK was saying. He's he's so relatable and um, yes. Yes. Yeah, and and I love Guinan too. Like like the two of them, and um, the, the foundation. Like th- that's another thing that I've kind of come to appreciate belatedly. Like just the whole, um, like the whole concept of the of the Kukai Foundation and how they're like helping people who were affected by the life recycling law and sort of like like what they stand for, what they do. It's um kind of it. It feels like politically and socially relevant to me right now and Mm -hmm. just it's just so neat it's like the kind of place that i think that i would want to live in like that that kind of society is Mm -hmm. just like um it's just really cool like i've I've, i have a friend that i've been kind of we've been kind of talking back and forth about it and um i just like i appreciate it so much more now that um that i'm older and um Mm -hmm. and like more aware of things it's just it's just so neat but yeah yeah belatedly i've i've kind of come to appreciate them and um other than that like those those would be my favorite like protagonists and stuff um the cat said like i love Tarankov, i love the uh, i love margulis um and then like i think a lot of the the minor and secondary and npc characters are really interesting too um so i gravitate a lot towards them but i could probably go on all day about 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 them like the the minor cast um 
yeah, but I'm probably rambling too much. Um, well, you're fine. You're I? fine. <laughs> yeah, I just um, Xenosaga has a lot of really interesting characters. Really, like it has such a big cast, and mm-hmm. like there's there's so many kind of different things going on at the same time that you could really like you you can really kind of like like get kind of like compartmentalize in a way I, I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this correctly but kind of you could focus on one thing and it's mm-hmm. just a tiny part of that world but it's still like a whole world to you um, mm-hmm. I don't yeah know it, it's very complex mm-hmm. there's a lot of yeah. nuance to Zeno Saga and a lot of you know characters with different uh nuance to them too because they're like 40 characters they're not like 3d or 2d characters they're like 40 they they have so much packed into them Mm -hmm. yeah and that's yeah that's probably one of you know one of the things that really draws me to xenosaga um just the the depth of the characters and how much is there um but yeah i mean i could talk about my favorites like for hours which i probably shouldn't do but um so my favorite scenes, um, I think the, uh, a, a couple of the ones that we've already discussed, like I think the first scene that made a, a big impact on me was the one with um, like Cherenkov and the, the cathedral ship and the, the beach of nothingness. That was kind of the first moment I had when I was mm-hmm. when I was first playing through episode one where I was like, wow, wow, this this is this is the real shit, you know, like and, and everything he says in that scene is just so powerful and iconic mm-hmm. and i think like as far as just like single like quotes or scenes that 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 one is so memorable to me it's one of my my top favorites um i also pretty much like any scene with ziggy uh especially when he's interacting with yuri and momo i just i love their dynamic like um mm-hmm. i just i just love them um mm-hmm. What else? I'm trying to think of anything specific that I've that I've forgotten. Um, yeah, I I almost I, I tend to like the understated moments a lot more, like where, uh-huh. where characters are just sort of interacting and and uh, casually, like you know, mm-hmm. just like being human and and talking to each other, like like you know, there's yeah, in a human. There's way. a I lot of small moments. It's it feels very natural. Mm-hmm. You know? Like it, it feels like you could really get to know them. And I love that. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of like low energy cell nods in this throughout the series that are just like brilliantly captured, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It just, really... I think it goes a, a long way towards humanizing the characters, just yes. kind of showing them at, around their everyday life and, you know, the, their vulnerabilities and, you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. So, so nothing like I guess that's kind of not a very exciting answer, but oh, no. I, I just really love the the understated moments between the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Well, maybe um, it's like not exciting in some ways, but it's just like I feel like that's the reason this series hits so hits so yeah. hard in the way it does is because it's really good at conveying those things in such a like subtle and human manner. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think, um, yeah, as far as my favorite music, I also tend to like the understated tracks a lot. I mean, there there are a couple, um, like the battle theme from episode one, obviously, but, um, I really love the, um, oh, geez, now I'm going to forget what it's called, but the, 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 the one that plays in Proto-Merkaba, Inner Space, and or the, 
the Beach of Nothingness with the string quartet. I really like that. And um, from episode two, again, like the the character themes were were great. Um, I, I love Kajiro's music. I love that. Like anytime I'm watching something and and I hear like one of you know one of her her signature you know kind of thing yeah. or whatever I, I was like oh that's that's Kajira you know like, <laughs> you can just tell like you I, I was tell. watching some anime yeah. earlier this last year and and I just like <laughs> like from across the room like that's Kajira yeah <laughs> I, just, I just love her style I, I um, just find yes. that some of her earlier like most recent work has has branched a bit outward out of like yeah. the style she used to have like i feel like it's a bit harder to tell now but like yeah if you mm-hmm. hear some kind of chaotic language somewhere you're gonna oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, 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 a, it's a made-up language that always does it yeah. um yeah i actually i i really really like um i like junior's theme in episode two oh, i yes. like um I like Sakura's theme. I like the image theme. There's um, so many that are good in two. Yeah, they're they're really good. And um, in three, I have to say, I really really like the 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 more like chilled out tracks. I like one of my favorite my favorite tracks from the entire series is the background music that plays when you're walking around Fifth Jerusalem in the beginning. Yes! <laughs> so Jill. I could listen to it on loop for, like, hours. I love it. And, um, In a Limestone Cave is another <gasps> I, I love that. Oh my god. Love. That track. So, it's, it's so heavenly. And I just, I just love that, that atmosphere. It's, yes. It's gorgeous. That, that um, really, like, heavy, just the juniors theme being all acoustic like that and such yeah like yeah really... it's so it's it's got such a cool vibe i love it it really mm-hmm. does i'm trying to think of any if i had anything else to say but i think i pretty much covered it y'all know what i'm about <laughs> yeah. i'm really the only thing about this is like it's reminding me of stuff that i forgot to mention and i'm like yeah oh, same no why <laughs> i can't keep talking uh i mean you can i mean I, I do want to. I do want to <laughs> shout out to all the haters. Uh, Hozoe's tracks are great. Um, they are good. Back they off. Are. Um, I have come <laughs> to appreciate them more. Yes, like, honestly, like they are far more video gamey music in a lot of ways, yeah. and I get yeah. that. Yeah, like that's not going to stand up for a lot of people. To like Kaijura's, like, come on, she's working on Demon Slayer now, guys. <laughs> of course, she's going to do like <laughs> the best shit, but like. Let's let's not diss Hozoe here. He did a great he, soundtrack. I, mean, I, did, yeah. I think he did. Like it, it's very like uh, he has the it's best very, like, walking upbeat. through the mall theme I've ever wa- listened to. Yeah, it's very yeah. upbeat, and I really like it. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say real quick is like he did do move on and do great stuff in the Zero Escape games. So that's oh yes, yeah. yes, yes he did. I Ridge Racer. Sorry, Rift Racer. What the fuck. <laughs> wait, wait, say again. Didn't he also do Ridge Racer? Oh, I don't I don't know. That's that's I the one he, I, that's the one thing I, I know is the Zero Escape games, but you you're probably I know right. he did Street Fighter beforehand. That the before the before Xenosaga 2. That's all I knew him about until Zero Escape. Anyway, quit dissing Hosoe, he does great work. <laughs> yeah, yeah so like I uh I sometimes I boot up like um episode two just to like run around the foundation or something or, or second Milsha and kinda look at the scenery and get references and stuff. And like 
those tracks are good for what they are. They're they fit and they're catchy and they get stuck in your head very Mm -hmm. easily. Dude, that one they're they're good for what they are. That one reminds me of like walking through a mall and like at Christmas time or something. (laughs) It's like so fucking good, and I can't even think of the name of it right now. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, You're fine. Uh, Should we go for the next person? (laughs) Yeah, Brielle, why don't you go ahead? Okay. Oh boy, favorite characters. It's honestly really hard to pick. I legitimately like every single character except for Cherenkov's wife. Oh yeah, yeah. she is the worst character of the series. (laughs) I really, really like all the characters in the game. It was it like if you asked me to pick a, a favorite main character. It's so hard. Like, any, I think Xenosaga was the first game where I, on like, let like just like unapologetically loved every character for some different kind of reason. If I had to pick an all-time favorite, it would probably be a tie between like for just for main main character, um. Between Junior and Xion. Uh Junior is just very energetic, but also he has a lot of layers of depth to him that a lot of people don't don't wouldn't expect from first glance. Mm-hmm. And Xion uh, broke a lot of stereotypes towards um, uh, main characters in general. She was very relatable. She had a lot of trauma. She was very humanized, and her reactions to certain um, events and whatnot, while they were really frustrating, and the fandom did not like her uh, because of it for a um, for a while, they were extremely human and relatable, uh-huh. and. A lot of people have said this about other media types is if you usually don't like um, something, it's because it reminds you of yourself. And I think that's one of the things that Xion uh, as a main character did for a lot of people. I I loved her, though. Um, related uh, very, very, um, very, very personally with the whole... Um, uh, romance uh, situation as well with uh, how she was basically being used because she loved a person and whatnot. It was it, it hit home very very hard. Um, but I could literally just go on about all the characters. Uh, but uh, love Momo. Momo is also another favorite. She broke a lot of the stereotypical. I am the cute little. Um, I'm the cute little uh girl. Uh player character like i'm the healer but then she's also literally one of the strongest characters in the game if you know how to play her right especially in two and especially in three if you know how to utilize her oh my god it's always Um, great when you have mm -hmm. a character that not only has character development like story-wise but also gameplay wise yes (laughs) yes um momo was just also just a very enjoyable character as well i i love i absolutely love when the non-human characters are some of the most human in their like ideologies and uh relatability and whatnot um 
Chaos. Chaos was one of my first favorites when I first started, and I really just uh, loved him. I loved how enigmatic he was. I loved mm-hmm. his design. Gotta say, big, big shout out to those to those shorts in the first game. <laughs> Made me really appreciate just like character design in general. I'm like, why can't we get more characters and stuff like that? It's really <laughs> cool and groundbreaking and whatnot. And He's a really good character, and I love the buildup. I wish he actually had more screen time. Oh, yes. Um, But he was phenomenal. Um, In a a way, I'm kind of like okay with him having not as much because, like, I feel like the mysticism was also kind of part of his charm. Oh no, I agree with that. It, it's it's more so. I just wish that there was more time to like get to watch him like do like I guess uh, everyday things. Like you only get like bits and pieces just from like looking around the Elsa as, as oh, to what man. he does. But I would have loved more like scenes where they basically like, humanized him more, like him helping out with the ship more, the crew more, maybe them all cleaning their rooms, like little like things like that, just to show like nuances and like your person the, the personality and whatnot yeah. the comedic Speaking friendship which, bits between mm-hmm. him and junior were like amazing so yes yes <laughs> yes i i these are some of my favorite scenes too mm-hmm. oh yeah. my god i, I love yeah. the interaction so much yeah yes. i i forgot to mention the elsa crew yeah. as well but i love them <laughs> they're yes. great they're just they're just so great they're just like ordinary guys and they're very cool they're just, they're just great <laughs> they're great yes. and neat and they're yeah they're like kind of underrated but mm-hmm. they're like they're, they're like the mvps of yeah them. yes they, they, they the, definitely are <laughs> matthew's like the ordinary joe with a heart of gold yeah mm-hmm. yeah they're just they're just great characters and even like yeah just like like i forget what i was gonna say but yes agreed <laughs> you're good um ziggy is awesome uh, love what he uh, was as a character. Love how he tried to um, how he tried to be a machine, and I loved that dynamic between him and Momo as well too. It was uh, great. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I really didn't appreciate Ziggy as much until reading Pied Piper when it first got translated, and. After that point and seeing what he went through to become what he was in episode one and then in episode two was phenomenal. Also, gotta love that chokehold in episode three. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, He was he was a great character. Also, had a lot of depth. Um, And I think the. (laughs) <laughs> yes that was my favorite thing to use on every single human enemy in the game like, honestly just... same though <laughs> you can't yes. not use it you, yeah, break, you just me- can't. break is a great yeah. mechanic you just gotta say yes um Jin did not have probably had the least amount of um characterization and uh, screen time next to chaos but he was a very interesting character i liked what they did i wish he could have had more than just being a um seton clone basically but for what we got it was it was it was good could be better but for what we got i appreciate it and it was a great antagonist and then i promise i will move on to the next thing you're fine (laughs) all good Albedo is probably one of my favorite fictional villains of all time. 
he is probably one of the most um he is probably one of the most uh interesting and well-written-out villains um, that I have ever come across in uh, media. Um, I love how insane he is. I love the story on how he became how he is. The charisma, as uh, Nick mentioned, is just something you you can't not enjoy. And uh, just watching his rise and fall and so on and so forth was just so 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 good um who <laughs> it truly was margulis is another favorite as well too margulis and Cherenkov in general um they're just really phenomenal um characters in general and there was just so much more depth uh, put into them than a lot yes. of people expected um Guinan and Yuriev as well were also two very, very uh interesting and unique characters. Uh loved Guinan. I honestly I love the Euro TVs, uh, all of them. I wish I wish, wish we could have got more of uh Citrine. Um yeah. but it, and, and Sakura. Like I said, it's really hard to just like say you you love only one character when you honestly like everybody even yeah. the people you're supposed to hate just because um it's believable it makes you feel like you're just like like i said earlier um it just makes you feel like you're just in that world and that is something that i love about that mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh scenes um one scene has been brought up a few people have really liked um I really liked and I think it resonated with a lot of us uh, was definitely the scene between um, Ziggy and Yuli uh, in episode two. That was probably one of my favorite scenes as well. Uh Um, But if we're going to go favorite scenes in uh, each game, first game, my first favorite scene is actually (laughs) um, the first... uh, the first time you get to catch a glimpse of Albedo's uh, insanity, <laughs> the the Momo traumatizing scene. It was oh very traumatizing as well, but it was so impactful. And I remember watching it as a teenager and going, "Holy shit! They actually did that!" <laughs> yeah, they I actually had this got away reaction. With that. I was like playing it, you know early in the morning before I went to high school and you know like did they just do that in a video game yeah not okay yeah. yeah it was insane but the the worst the worst part is that the Japanese version is even worse yeah. oh I know in in my honestly it's both versions are just like yeah oh. I wonder like, which one is worse to be honest right they tried mm-hmm. to censor it but they like in a way, made it worse. It's just like okay. I think the the part in Japanese that's the most unsettling with the Japanese uncensored version. It's um, whenever he moves uh, his head inside of Momo, <laughs> it's just like why. Okay, oh, that... that's not the part I'm talking about. But yeah, that, <laughs> I know okay. that part was that super part uncomfortable. Is... Yes, yeah. I'm talking about when in he... English and we don't see it, but yeah. I was talking more so the scene where um he uh he cuts his head off. <laughs> he cuts yeah. or rips his head off. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's that the gorgeous. scene. I was like, that's that was the scene I meant. Um 
favorite scene in episode two, uh, as I mentioned, was uh, Ziggy and Yuli scene. Also, just watching Ziggy actually like go super, super angry and lose control yeah. was probably another really powerful, impactful scene. Just oh, I love that scene. How he just gets so angry. Oh, it was it was really really nice to see. Um, favorite episode in episode. I mean, favorite scene in episode three. There's a few, but um, Kat mentioned it earlier. The scene where uh, Margulis learns the truth is probably one of the most impactful and biggest plot twist uh, scenes in the entire like um, series. So that was a really, really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Hepatica, the first time it plays, was probably one of the best um uh scenes uh oh my god for me yeah. when uh, she awakens um and i think the last scene i really liked was uh one i was i'm actually surprised nobody else has actually uh said it um virgil and fibronia that was probably yeah. one of the most heartbreaking, but Oof. also like yes. super happy scenes. But it's just like it's also just so sad, but you're also just happy, and it's just oh, it was so yeah. many, uh, such a complication of emotions. I never cried at a video game more at that uh, than I have at that scene. I honestly meant to bring that scene up because that was the scene <laughs> that really made me like Virgil as a character like yeah it was yeah. like i i brought up earlier about like redemption arcs i th- i think part of the reason i didn't include this was because i didn't want to I-, I had known i had droned on for quite a while but <laughs> yeah like <laughs> yeah that that scene in xenosaga 3 where virgil basically that that's everything comes to fruition for him was like mm-hmm. a huge scene for me as well i just want to say yeah um and of course the ending, but uh the ending is always always a good one. Oh. Um and music. Whew. Uh I have the same st- I have a very similar stance uh as Nick has with the music. Um I love uh Mitsuda's music a lot. I have loved his music since uh hearing it in my first RPG, which was Chrono Trigger. Um but the Episode one music is definitely very uh, militaristic. I can I could honestly understand and uh, relate to uh, feeling it was that way. Um, but two songs I adored from the first game were the UMN's the the, the UMN <gasps> theme. Ah, uh, UMN mode is so good. <laughs> it is. It oh, is. I love that. That's my ringtone on my phone. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, nice. I love that. <laughs> While we're um, at it. While we're at it, sh- shout out to rolling down the UMN from three because that is like the, yes. the coolest sounding oh, shit. That is also a flap as well too. Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't mention that earlier, but yeah, let just anyway. Queenie go, <laughs> Queenie go off. <laughs> um, uh the the final theme, the final battle in um in the first game is also. Oh, that that is like when when you actually know. Oh no, this is the actual end of the game. I can tell because the song's not the same as all the other <laughs> boss themes. That I'm thinking, is this a boss? Is this really a boss, or is this just a regular battle? Are there no 
well, why does this enemy have more HP? Why is there no boss theme? And so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, what was, well, there was one more song that I loved in episode one and, uh, oh yes. Um, not the, not the UMN, not, I, everybody, uh, we all love the battle theme that, that goes without saying, but it was, um, it was the song where, uh, Momo, I, I can never remember the track names for the first game. Same. Um, it was the song where uh, Momo is uh, in the park uh, and uh, she's looking at the fireflies. Um, uh, ta- and I think she she's talking to Shion. Oh, I love yeah. that track so much. That's... I remember the the track mm-hmm. you're talking about, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't can't remember the name. The name. Yeah. I can't remember the name either. Uh, episode two phenomenal soundtrack my favorite track from that game specifically was the car chase scene oh, yes yeah. oh my god i forgot <laughs> i love chase. that oh chase is so good that was one of my favorite very scenes, good too. i can't believe i forgot mm-hmm. that i was like thinking about that earlier in the episode i was like oh don't forget to mention the scene with momo driving and then like, that. <laughs> that, that was one of the great. best scenes so too that was so good action scene wise that's like a top-notch scene momo mm-hmm. should be an initial d yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes, and then, yes. <laughs> um, fatal, um, uh, fatal fight is another good one. Uh, the background music when you're in the um, you the UMN when you're in the EVS, uh, going to when you're trying to uh, help Momo restore her, um. Uh, data her her memory is also a really good one in a bop oh the subconscious Um, realm one mm -hmm. subconscious domain yes subconscious domain that's what i meant to say yes subconscious domain um and uh episode three has so much good music that i have looked and found uh people who ripped the game sounds for like the game uh the in track games uh music files that didn't get uh put into the actual soundtrack tracks yeah oh my god the unreleased tracks are so good um like you said fifth jerusalem fifth jerusalem is such a bop oh yeah Um, i love it Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that reminds me. There's mm-hmm. one from those that I really go back to often. It's um, mm-hmm. the one against Yuriev. Yes, yeah. I was actually about oh to say gosh. that. That that yeah. is probably my all-time yeah. favorite song. And for like, I want to say the odd amount of I want to say almost 15 years long. That was my ringtone. <laughs> Nice. I love Godzib so oh, much. Godzib I... is probably one of Godzib, but there was also like the other song that played in the fight yeah, before one, that. Like, oh yeah, battle, and then mm-hmm. um, the background music for Abel's Ark is is pretty too. Oh, oh my god, the background music of Abel's Ark is probably one of my favorites. I was actually about to bring that one up too. Yeah. Um. Uh. Happened. Hepatica is one of my favorites. Oh, that how the I am so stupid. One of my all-time favorite tracks on episode one are the music themes, Pain and Kokoro. I yeah. adore those songs. Um but yeah. 
and uh, Hepataka and Maybe Tomorrow. Everybody loves Maybe Tomorrow. Oh, God. Yes. Maybe mm-hmm. tomorrow. Don't make me cry. Don't make the me music, cry. <laughs> the music that makes that makes every single saga people who played all the way to three. It's on my yeah. Spotify playlist, but I skip it every time because I don't want to cry. <laughs> Not I, today. I, I can't. I do this. belt it out every single <laughs> time it comes together. on. I belt it out instead. But I think um, maybe tomorrow mm-hmm. and like um, the the one that also has a part of maybe tomorrow. Um, and the one that's called, I think, I believe, or something like that, but gotta... with the sad violins, like mm-hmm. that, that one also completely destroys me every Is time it, it plays. Um, I love you sincerely. Is that the one? Or... Um, maybe. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think... It's just like oh, yeah. I think there's some people that labels it as, as like uh, Cosmos, I believe, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But... But yeah, anyways, it, it's it's that, that one. Oh the yeah, I believe one. in you. Yeah, this mm-hmm. one. Like, that one three, destroys me every time too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember. I th- if it's a song you're thinking about, I remember one time, like years and years ago, listening. That came up in my car while I was driving, and I'm uh-huh. sobbing in my car <laughs> listening to this song. <laughs> yeah, it was such a strong music, and when you remember, like. Let's say you had played, replayed like is no song, and you remember exactly what the track is. Like, like you get the scene back to, and you just say, "Oh yeah. my god, the feelings!" Yeah, I'm dying. Yeah, yeah. There's one last thing that I absolutely adored from episode three: the Hackox tracks were a yes. bop. Oh <laughs> they were a bop. Yes, and, uh, definitely, and agree. The, definitely agree. Definitely mm-hmm. agree. All, all of the <laughs> yes. sound, uh, sound effects too, they were really nice. It the the really sound nice. effects in general were just also really nice too. Like the most memorable thing for me was probably the sound direction and the audio uh, direction for ev- all three episodes. Each one had a very unique style, and I still hear the little clicks, in, like, going through the emails or going through the menus or mm-hmm. trying to uh, pick what character is going to do what attack, and it's just that that was very, very memorable. But, yeah. Okay, uh, Justin, mm-hmm. you are right. Okay, so <laughs> no pressure. No, no, I'll do this very quickly. All right, oh, so boy. favorite characters in Xenosaga. So I like Chaos. Um, he's very mysterious. I think that's pretty cool. I also love his character designs, and I really enjoy his fighting style. Though as I gotten older, I have started to be a bit more attached to the Elsa crew. I I don't know. As I get older, I really like. Captain Matthews. <laughs> you moron. Yeah, he's just he's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um music wise, one of my my I actually like a song that nobody mentioned, but the song that plays in Xenosaga 2 when you're uh going through this submerged city, I really like that oh, track. Yes, that's it's a good one super too. chill. Yeah. And I know I have my problems in Osaka too, but it, the music ain't one of them. I actually really like that soundtrack. And that song in particular has always stuck with me ever since I got to that area. I also want to shout out mm-hmm. Battle of Elsa. Really great yeah. track. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. In fact, many of my favorite scenes involve the Elsa. Like when they're trying to get to the Kukai Foundation and that one scene where Ziggy and Momo catch up to them. Yeah. And it's like, it's like super tense and you're just like on the edge of your seat the whole time. I love that. 
But to but by new favorite scene, more recently, a lot of you know, is actually <laughs> a scene that I don't think was intended to be funny, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> in episode one, when Momo is captive and oh, Margulis goes in to talk to her, and, he's, <laughs> and there's like a tray of food next to her, and she hasn't touched it, and then Margulis just looks over to her, just like, "Is the food here not satisfactory?" And like you could see the food in the background; it's like this blurry, like rectangular mess, <laughs> and it's just like he, the way he looks at it. Just it's so funny to me i was re-watching cutscenes i saw that and i just couldn't stop laughing <laughs> i know this was not intentional whatsoever but like oh my goodness <laughs> oh man but yeah quick, that's quick shout out to the to the scene in episode if you're talking funny scenes uh the um junior uh, eyebrow raise um it, yes. In the Submerged City. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, during yeah. the during the Van, uh, Vanderkam speech. Yeah. <laughs> oh <Yes>. my god. <laughs> and then Junior is just like listening to him ramble and like scream, and he just raises eyebrow like, "What that the is fuck is this dude around?" There are so that, many good that, scenes and so much good music in this series. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. God, and, uh, I didn't I, even mention Battle for Our Souls earlier, but that's one of the best boss oh, yeah, games in is. video games, period. But anyway, go on. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, honestly, that is pretty much everything I have to say about like my favorite uh, stuff, like my favorite characters, favorite mm-hmm. music, favorite scenes. Um, okay. And I guess we can, from there, we can go on to, you know, what we hope for Xenosaga in the future. And we can kind of end it on this. And I think, like, most of us would agree we would hope for an hd remaster Please. yes yeah or just even like port. give a port have give it maybe like yes. a turbo button so you can get through the animations maybe rebalance the difficulty in xeno saga episode 2 like the stats a little mm-hmm. bit i think that will do that yeah. game a I think that would yeah, be really yeah. good I'm for that sure, game. Like, just lowering the enemies' HP could do a lot for this game without mm-hmm. changing much other. Like, mm-hmm. and, and just in general, like having a port would help. Like all the new people that come to Xenoblade and are curious about the old games, yes, they could experience it and like support the game at the same time to mm-hmm. show them code that they can make fucking money with this shit. Honestly, yeah. Xenosaga too, if they just did, if if they even just did where more functions than just focus boosted the meter a significant amount, that would help so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. but anyway, but I feel like the yeah. the main issue was like yes, you had to stock too much, but also like the enemies' HP were so high that it it was taking way too long even in regular battles. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's very true. Another uh, like I've actually like a few friends I've tried to get into the series that um they would if they could afford it they've literally like i will not touch the series until i can buy all of it because they don't like emulating it's like that's understandable but that's literally the only way you're going to be able to play it unless you save up some money or you have a well-paying job because it is getting increasingly hard to find these games and as you mentioned earlier the prices for all three of them are starting to hike up so and and soon they're all gonna be 
a hundred plus dollars. It's just like a port, a remaster. Hell, do 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 what like Final Fantasy VIII did if you really want to. If you're worried about clashing art styles, and just give one unified art style and just go and polish it that way. Just there's there's so much that the the series like i wish more people could experience the series and a lot of people are also if refusing because they're like oh it's old that's that's too old and it's just ah <laughs> please yeah. give, us, yes, give us some way to replay oh, this sorry sorry it's all good um the other thing that i wanted to see from the future for xenosaga uh-huh. is some connection to xenoblade that would be oh. amazing yeah I know they kind mm-hmm. of teased us with Cosmos and Telos, but mm-hmm. yeah, who knows what's going to happen with that? Though I feel like this this is still kind of tricky because it falls into the uh, Namco still has the rights, so Namco has to approve it. But they seem to be still in good relationship, so mm-hmm. yeah, who knows? Wait, yes, Nick. Yes. Oh, I, I actually, as far as like the future, uh, I'm I'm okay with like connections i'm okay with just more winks and nods those are always great and all but i did want to mention one other thing musically for those of though for those of you that may be listening that don't that that don't really care much for like certain songs or like maybe don't know all the songs from zone saga 2 perhaps even i just want to point out old misha was the track from Xenosaga 2 that I mentioned that was like oh it's like going through a mall at Christmas time almost kind of feeling but also <laughs> uh, I just want to bring up I just want to bring up about this because I it just came back to me what I wanted to say um go if you like the Wii Shop Channel music listen to that and then listen to Old Milsha from Xenosaga 2 back to back I'm just gonna throw that one out there <laughs> I think there you'll like that I think if you like one, you'll like the other, is all I'm going to yeah. say. <laughs> there is this song by Kraftwerk, and I forget what the song is, but I, th- I think it's called Neon Lights or something. And I don't know why, but whenever I hear it, it reminds me of the background music from episode two. I'm not, I'm not sure I can buy what that. that is. I can buy that. But... Mm-hmm. I, I don't Same. know why. It's just this random association I have, but... Everybody go listen to Electric Light. Or no, wait, what was it? (laughs) Yellow. I think it was Neon Lights. Now I have to look it up. It was this one Kraftwerk album that I kept listening to. And I'm like, this song reminds me of Xenosaga. Like random brain association. I think on that note, is there anything else we wanted to say here? Or should we, I think. Aside from uh, if Xenosaga ever gets its sport or HD remaster, I will cry a river for a whole. Yep. whole week or you months and yeah. pretty much everybody else in the fandom yeah. and yeah. i will buy 20 copies and distribute them <laughs> yeah. i heard it here i just I, want yeah. to play pied piper someday i just want to play it yeah I yeah just, same i just want to hold it in my hands and play it that'd be a nice yes. bonus to the hd collection i I'm, i would i would I yeah would yeah that would be great that would actually be great if they managed to include like Pied Piper in some sort of way and like missing, missing you within mm. the, yeah. the whole pack that would be awesome is it um, too much for me to like date should I, should I not date this episode by saying something about Xenoblade 3 potentially I mean you can I would just like I, I really do hope that there, there's been a lot of uh, well I mean maybe not a lot but I, I remember talk of Mitsuda saying uh, stuff about 
them thinking this one of his best works and i honestly i hope that xenosaga 3 is definitely that i really hope that's the case and that oh, he delivers a soundtrack that is like as good as what they're kind of hyping it up to be i really hope mm-hmm. that it resonates with it, most people on that level because i'm i'm very excited for what it could potentially be yes there, especially from that trailer like that was already very good there's there's been a lot of hope uh, just in general like um the new protagonist name alone is a nod to xeno gears off the bat so yeah. hopefully there's like some hope for more nods to xeno saga and whatnot and hopefully if this key if, if xenoblade ke- keeps being successful hopefully eventually namco will be like hey would you like to port this over because we want in on some of those profits because of how um, profitable uh, Xenoblade has become? So it's fingers crossed. And yes, Pied Piper, please give us some way to play Pied Piper, please. Yeah. Or, oh, just, or just That's like, I, I would even take a sort of uh, visual novel esting. Yes. Oh, you mean like how Air. Kingdom Hearts did? Or, or like missing years, like missing years mm-hmm. was a sort of visual novel thing that you were reading and had like voice. It was acting. a flash game, yeah. It was a flash yeah, game. Like was, even the form like that, I think would be okay was, to just yeah. like feel the story and hear it. You know, that would be great. Also, That's shout great. out to Cosmos for being to this day one of the coolest looking robot designs I've ever seen. I didn't even talk about Cosmos. Yeah, I know. Like we we really didn't talk much about Cosmos this episode, so I just wanted yeah. to throw that in there. Yeah, Cosmos is awesome. She is Cosmos. Literally, the reason we're all here. Such an easy point to hit on. But you you know know what? I think that's good because it shows that there's more to the series than just Cosmos. Exactly. Exactly. That said, Cosmos will always have my wallet hostage. Like whenever (laughs) Zeno Saga lives on through Cosmos and her merch. All right. Yep. (laughs) And cameos. I just want merch that is. I, not I Cosmos. Not Cosmos. Same. I'm not yeah. gonna push her off my lap. I'm glad to see her, but give me <laughs> more. Yes. Give me a boy. <laughs> yes. Give us a boy, Malith. This is an issue in the overall figures market, for one thing. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, I think but that's... Once I get good at 3D printing, it's over for y'all. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Oh, I'm <laughs> waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for it too. Bringing on. <laughs> yes. All right. I think that's a good stopping point yep. since we're a bit shy of three hours, but. Oh, okay. yeah. We could yeah. go on and on and on. We're really. Let's not. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I just want to say. I'm excited. We're really it's a treat. awful to, to crunch this into two hours, but I knew it was not possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted something easy to edit, but now it's not gonna be. So it's fine. Again, it's fine. All this content. All this it's content. It's called Zeno Saga. It's a lot of content. It's a lot of content. It's called Zeno Saga. It is called yeah, it's, Saga. A, it's appropriate for Zeno Saga, you know? Like just long winded <laughs> Yeah, yeah. considering yeah, you're gonna watch all three games, it's literally twenty four hours long it's 24 hours long to watch every single important cutscene in a row of xenosaga one two and three so i just turned into the charlie day gif (laughs) anyways uh tyler as you were saying okay um well i know we're going a little over but if you guys want to plug stuff we can still do that real quick um 
So let's start with Justin. What's you up to? We're still doing the FromSoft marathon, and we're getting to like the second half of that. We finally started playing the Souls games. So yeah, um, thank you for supporting that as always. There'll be another video where Anthony and I did a little collab that should be coming out very soon. So be on the lookout for that. I'll be posting about it. And uh, yeah, I'm also reviewing River City Girls Zero. So yeah, that's pretty mm. much everything going on with me. Sweet. Um, how about you, Mary? Uh, I'm currently mostly uh, chilling and streaming. Uh, currently I'm into Okami. I'm not sure what I'll play next. I still play Genshin here and there too, like on stream because it's a chill game to stream. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, that's about it for now. Like since there's no convention, I'm not really doing cosplay related stuff right now. So I'll move. Let's move to the next person. All right, uh, Cat. Uh, I have been convinced to cosplay Emmett Selk from the uh, critically acclaimed MMO Final Fantasy XIV <laughs> with nice. <laughs> free trial. No, that is no longer available. Um, so I may be at Otakon. Uh I don't think I will be uh, selling art at Otakon because uh, it is near impossible to get any kind of art table, but... Uh, I was thinking about maybe doing more stuff on Redbubble. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Give me the stuff. Yes. <laughs> or putting prints up on Etsy, but I have trouble getting to the post office. Um, so. Um, oh, oh! did you know that you can ship stuff um, from the from the USPS website? Ooh. Yeah, you not. can just... That's what I've been doing because I've, like, in, been increasingly reluctant to leave the house. Yes. So they actually... You can go on the, the U.S. Postal Service website and, and um, print a shipping label right, right Ooh, there. That's so cool. That's, yeah, a PS, nice. that's a PSA for all our U.S. listeners, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest... Post office, uh, go to I'm just going to say, but, like, as... As a shipper, like most, like most websites of like companies that ship stuff nowadays, they all have that option. I think most of the time you just need to do an account, and you can't do way bills as much as you want from home. Nice, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I'm collecting shiny rocks. Uh, I have a birthday on Monday. Ooh, uh, happy birthday, cat! Thank you. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday. Thank happy you. Birthday. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to play. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen less and trying to work on art more. That's Woo! it. Good luck. I love your Woo! art. So uh, you see it. Um, Aaron, uh, what are you up to? Oh gosh. Um. Well, Jeremy and I kind of took a break from streaming for a couple of months. Um. Uh. Between the end of the year and the beginning of this one, but we're hoping to start up again soon. We Ooh. might have started again by the time this um this episode uh is is published. But um. Yeah, I'll probably be doing some sort of a game stream during the day. Um, Jeremy just got me a Switch and Animal Crossing finally, Ooh, so yes. um, I may be playing Ooh. Animal Crossing. Um, other Animal than that, Blade in the future. <laughs> yeah, so possibly streaming. Um, probably doing some other art-related stuff. Um, I'm definitely not writing any self-indulgent fan fiction at at the moment. Um, I believe me you. Me neither. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> certainly haven't. Certainly haven't spent the last like uh several months working on anything. So uh, yeah, but that's about it. I think. <laughs> All right. Um, how about you, Nick? Um. Well, uh, I kind of been streaming again a little bit recently. Um. 
I'm I finally continued my playthrough on stream of Final Fantasy VII, and I'm between that and Sekiro because I'm I, I got on the uh, the the dark the Elden Ring hype a little bit, and I am trying to get through some of the FromSoft games I've not played. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, like really nothing, like nothing real big, I guess. It, that that was kind of like the main thing, as okay. far as like public appearances. I'm not posting a lot on Twitter or anything like that lately, so you know, I I'm not sure what else I got. I think that's oh. about it for me. All right, how about you, Brielle? Um, on off been on off streaming. Uh, been taking a break. Uh, hoping to get back to it again soon. Uh been mainly just uh taking it easy and uh trying to prepare for um starting a very long webcomic that is really about it one thing i've always wanted to do write a comic and i like i've had some a few in mind for years and just never started them but yeah maybe someday yep i got <laughs> it all set up i just gotta figure out a decent workload that's not gonna kill my wrist <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. I mean, you're not on a Shonen Jump schedule, so you got that (laughs) going for you, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, for me, I've just been... uh, I uh, changed jobs and I quit a side job I was working on, so I've gotten more time to work on some stuff. I finished Blue Reflection Second Light. It was a a really good game. Really fun. Uh, Sometimes a bit too fanservice-y, but um, I'm probably not the target audience, but it was fun. It was a good game. Um, right now I'm playing Eastward, and that's been an interesting experience so far. I've been wanting to play that, so it, that, that sounds good. That it, it, it sounds yeah. really good. Yeah, it's it's, it's very charming. The like the two D pixels of and it's it's just really nice, and it's got a very in depth JRPG Dragon Quest inspired mini game, which is like really cool. But it's yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting experience. That does so sound far. really cool. Yeah, I I recommend it so far. It's it's fun. Um, but um, that's about it. Um, as for Zeno chat, yeah, this will be our Zeno Saga twentieth anniversary episode. Before this, there should be the Rex episode, uh, and the episode where we went crazy about Xenoblade Chronicles three. Um, I don't know what the next episode will be about but we will either ask you guys the listeners or we'll 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 fight about it in the, the our discord or no we won't fight about it we'll just look through our <laughs> we'll like fight one about it. <laughs> no. we should talk about this one no. <laughs> we'll let you know what the next episode is going to be so stay tuned for that exactly tyler i'm just going to say it here your theory is wrong oh my gosh i said it first it's i don't know what the theory is but it's wrong (laughs) okay all right whatever it is uh, whatever it is you're probably wrong probably (laughs) anyway (laughs) no it's fine anyway uh thanks for listening everybody and thanks for joining me uh for this episode and um yeah uh happy birthday xenosaga i hope to uh celebrate more birthdays in the future but uh have a good night everybody we're all just out here drinking copium that you get remastered bye Bye. yes (laughs) i coined that
Hopium. Fingers, fingers crossed. Opium. 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 The moon is gone and the night is still so dark. I'm a little bit afraid of tomorrow. But I will go. I'll go over. I will go.